Hello. This is Hotline League episode 85. That's right. All these other episodes, I was just building to surprise you with just saying hello in the opening of the show. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, I'm joined right now by Mark Zimmerman. Uh, we have a lot to talk about because it's been two weeks and we are now officially into playoffs. And it's going to be a really amazing show. And I'm sure you guys have a ton of hot takes about this TSM stuff. So much to talk about. Of course, I want to Playoffs. Playoffs, yes. I want to shout out Alienware. They are our sponsor. We're going to talk more about them uh, as the show moves on. But first, I want to introduce my con constant co-host for the show, Mark Zimmerman. Mark, how's it going? It's going. I'm here. Hello. <laughs> That's that's about how I'm feeling right now. So I'm glad I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we're in the same situation. I've had a crazy 24 hours, um, but don't want. Are you gonna tell us it? No. Um, but I uh, I will say that I am also super jet lagged. I just woke up from probably five hours of sleep um, after being awake since like 3:30 a.m. I was able actually one of the benefits of being up since 3:30 a.m. Was I was able to go get breakfast with Saint Vicious when his stream ended. Uh, we went to a taco breakfast taco place that opened at 8 a.m. So that was pretty sick. Uh, but and also behind me is Nick Allen. He will not be joining us on the show, but he will be moving around. Uh, so you could you could be excited about that. Uh, how are you doing? If I talk loudly enough, can he hear me? Yes. I mean, he can hear you regardless. Of, I'm just using speakers. Oh, so, okay. You might notice I don't have a headset on, so that's that's how I hear it. I don't know if you had some really cool AirPods or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're invisible. Oh, yeah, just like the ones that are... Yeah, no. No AirPods. Um, anyway, how are you doing, Mark? Uh, pretty good. I moved into my new apartment. It's been a bit of a struggle. Uh, so, we moved in... Some of the neighbors play music pretty loudly, so it's it's not that bad. But for the first couple of days, it seemed like it was going to be that bad. Yeah. And then uh, I had to get internet, but no one had ever had internet in this unit of the apartment. So I tried to do a self-install, but I had to call a tech to come like a day or two later. Uh, then like they didn't really do an inspection when you move in like you're supposed to, and they didn't tell me like what type of gas I need to sign up with. So when I moved in, I was like, oh cool, I don't have hot water, so I have to register with gas but it takes them forever to come so they're not coming till the 15th and then then they also didn't tell me about electricity but electricity was working so i was like maybe i'll just get a bill at the end of the month and i'll, I'll set my account up then it didn't happen they cut power on me like two or three days ago so i had to get power turned back on uh so it's been a between not having internet hot water neighbors and power it's been a an interesting two weeks week and a half i guess week i don't know how long i've been here also, Waylon is in the chat right now, which has never happened on an episode of Hotline League, and I think he's here because he says, let's be real, we're all just here for Nick. It's very strange. Nick Allen shows up in the background, and Waylon shows up in the chat. Uh, Waylon from Riot used to used to run esports. Anyway, it sounds like you won't have hot water until the 15th. That's the, what I got from that story. Oh, no, I complained a bunch, and they bumped it up till oh, okay. uh, the 9th, Friday. It's absolutely ridiculous. That, yeah. So I, I just, I mean, basically every time I'm on a service rep call and I don't get what I want, I ask for the supervisor and I complain and usually they give you what you want. You're one of those. As best I can. You're what's well, the... I'm one of those people who doesn't want to have no fucking hot water. I'm living in my apartment for a week and a half. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Yeah. Like everyone in no, the world. Well, I, I meant the supervisor thing. I could understand I don't, I don't the hot pull water it out thing. when I'm, I don't pull it out when I'm like, oh man, 
you got my chicken wrong, my, my order wrong. Can I talk to a supervisor? Yeah. I, I do it specifically with customer service reps when I know they're, n- they're like not actually trying their hardest. Excuse and it's me, worked every like time. Extra caramel on this caramel frap? Yes, that's what I'm asking. I'm asking for extra extra caramel. Yes. Well, uh, caramel, by the way, not caramel. I don't know what the fuck that is. There's two A's in caramel. All right. Um, well, also, I was in China. We can talk about that. Are you just grinning about the caramel thing, Mark? No, I'm grinning at Nick Allen. I'm just watching Nick Allen like chuckle in the background of certain. I'm I'm laughing at his reaction to I assume our conversation. I don't know. No, he's. I think he's on his phone messaging. He's in <laughs> oh, the chat. I don't, I don't know what he's laughing at. He's looking at the chat or something. I don't know. Anyway, but Kobe just got home as well, by the way, and he's having some. There's a package that showed up there. He just left. He had a package show up, and I don't know what's in the package, but he was just like freaking out about the package for some. Some period of time. Did you get it, it for like, him? Maybe that's what, uh, maybe that's what uh, Nick was responding to. But did, having, did like, you get him the package? package? No, I have no idea what's wow. in the package. So Kobe, but he had, Kobe goes and brings in packages for you, but you won't go get the package for Kobe. Uh, not, not right now, Mark. Please <laughs> don't bring up my roommate drama on the show, especially not tonight. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I can do this show. Um, uh, we, I was just in China. That's a true story. Do you have questions for me about that? No, I don't care. <laughs> I, I talked to you on Monday about it when we got lunch. Okay, well, I, I know, but you are a co-host of the show, so I was hoping that even, even if it was a conversation we previously had. You want a layup? You, you want a layup? What'd you, what'd you do in China, Travis? Okay. Tell me about China. <laughs> uh, so for those on the last episode, because we, we weren't able to do an episode last week because I was in China and the internet was uh, not as great as I'd hoped, um, I had mentioned that I was going over to the LPL. That was an incredible experience. So I am super happy I did this because um, the I thought, you know, well, I know a decent amount about the LPL, not necessarily about the teams or whatever, but about the structure and the ecosystem and um but going over there, I learned so much. Um, and I, and Broder and I are working on some content that will probably hopefully come out after uh, summer finals. Uh, a couple different features and maybe like a little documentary type thing about uh, League in China. I cannot explain to you guys and gals how much uh, that League of Legends over there is insane. Um, so the RNG arena, for instance, is the coolest esports arena I've ever been in. And I've been in, obviously, the LCS arena, uh, LEC. Um, uh, I haven't been to the new LCK one, so that one might be kind of cool. But um, uh, Overwatch League Arena, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that, that arena is insane. It is actually so cool. Um, the uh, People don't know that like the, this takes place in six different cities. There's seven arenas. Uh, it, it's just uh, utterly in, insane. We got some great interviews with people about like the fan culture over there and uh, all this stuff. So, uh, uh, the, by the way, the LPL, I found out while I was over there, is the third largest sport in China. So behind like NBA and soccer, um, it is it is absolutely insane. And they are chasing the NBA. They want to be over the next ten years bigger than the NBA is in China, um, and the NBA is huge. So. 
Um, I, I don't know. I just, I, the amount of, every time Brennan and I went to go do an interview, I just felt like I learned so much more and, uh, and was astonished. And I, I'm actually super excited for the content we're going to be putting out because I feel like it is insane that people in the West just don't have like ev everything. Obviously we all knew that like the majority of League of Legends players are in China, but I just did not understand how much actually. So one of the coolest things. That I learned while I was over there was when IG last year, China had like this crazy run, right? Like RNG won MSI and then IG won Worlds. And apparently uh, th that happening gave like a huge resurgence to League of Legends in China. Um, everyone started playing League again after IG won. And, and it was insane that like the... The eSport drove so much to the game. Uh, there's a great line. I'm, I'm going to spoil the doc that we're going to do a little bit. But there's well, a great... I'm going to need to watch it. That's good. I need you to be nice to me, Mark. Um, <laughs> just tonight. Uh, there's, okay. a great, there's a great line uh, from one of the casters who talked about how, you know, in the past, if you played League of Legends... Um, you know, maybe you had like a girlfriend who was like, you shouldn't spend money on that game. Um, and you know, don't buy skins, don't buy champions or whatever. It's free. Don't, don't spend your money on that game. When IG won and the skins came out, you could spend money on the IG skins and not get in trouble because of course they're the IG skins and IG won, uh, worlds. You know, I just, it's, it's interesting stuff like that. So I, I'm super excited to, to have this content come out. Uh, we've wanted to have a little bit more. It's been slow coming, but hopefully we'll have uh, some more stuff come out soon. So that's kind of my China LPL update, but I had a really good time over there. So, yeah. Mark? Was I supposed to follow up somehow? I don't know. I just, I, when I stopped talking after five minutes, I was hoping that you would. That sounds really cool. I'm excited to see what you guys come up with. I'm sure it'll be uh, entertaining and insightful. All right, that didn't sound genuine. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about what to talk about on the show, though. So obviously today the hottest news is TSM and oh their announcement. You want to go over what what got announced today? Yeah, uh, TSM announced that their starting jungler is going to be Spica after swapping between Grig and Acadian. And if that's not enough, the subs that they're bringing are their bot lane subs from Academy. They will not have a backup jungler. It's just Spica. Yeah, so essentially, Akkadian and Grig, not even a backup. Like, they're just not... There's no chance we're going to see them. Yep, it's just it's just these two guys. Yeah. By the way, I do love... It wasn't even TSM that announced it. It was Azale. I saw Azale I tweet it, and I thought... Okay, so where, where where did I miss this or whatever? And then nothing. It was just it, like Azale just threw it out there, and then that's it. Yeah, I uh, I know it was updated like in our Slack because we have you know Riot Slack and we get the updates about like what the rosters are gonna be. Yeah, I didn't, I assume he checked with people like, can I tweet this? Sure. I mean, as soon as it's a good for public, other teams already know. You know, right. like this, everyone knows the roster. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't so throwing a tail under the bus. It's just such a yeah. funny source. Uh, yeah, it wasn't TSM saying anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just sort of like, Azale just threw it out there. It's like, wait, what? 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 It's, it's a strange way to find out, I guess. 
So I thought that was funny. Um, so that happened. Uh, I would love... So I have not... This is actually... This will be kind of fun. I have not voted yet for the... You have four hours to do that. Yes. Have you? Yeah, I voted. Okay. So I have not voted yet for all-team, MVP, rookie, uh, and coach. And so I think it'd be kind of fun to have some callers call in and pitch their arguments for top three or MVP or whatever. Um, I have an idea of, for the most part, I think I'm sometimes in some situations I'm like, is this person number two? Is this person number three or, you know, whatever. But I, I would be fun to have people try to convince me and also spark conversation around uh, who should get MVP and all this stuff. So Nis Niski, who should, who should be the all pro mid laner and who should, who should be MVP? Niski, explain to me why double if shouldn't be MVP. Um, that's that's the question I always ask. Hey Travis, did you know that Niski had almost double the kills in 15 minutes than the next highest mid laner? Who's the next highest mid laner? Uh, I forget. Um, but Niski has 32, and the next guy had 18. Okay. And that's he also has a ton of assists. A ton of assists. Uh, all right. Well. We, we can talk about that uh, this weekend. We can talk, or we can talk about the teams that didn't make it to playoffs. We can talk about the teams that did. Uh, there's a ton of stuff to talk about on this episode, so we should stop talking about what we should talk about and just get into it. Um, I disagree. That's my keep... that's my favorite thing to say these days. I... With no <laughs> with no follow up. Just no I follow up. I, I disagree. Okay. Josh got a tweet from someone today who was like bitching at him because they think he still works at Riot to like fix the servers. And he's like, I don't work at Riot. Even when I did, I didn't fix servers and yada, yada, yada. And I just reply with, I disagree. Mm. Nice. I like it. Start doing it too. It's a lot of fun. Is there anything, is there anything I'm forgetting? Any big stuff that I should, I'm forgetting that we should throw out there just so that we make sure we talk about it. Uh, I don't know. Twist, twisted tree line being removed. Huge news. Uh, Right game joke. Right games fighting game. We all kind of knew about that. Uh, if TSM can make worlds, I think it's an interesting conversation. Oh, oh, the point change, the point system change. Oh yeah. Do you want to explain that? Because this was no. something that was from Spring Split, right? No, I don't think so. I think it got announced yesterday. Wait, what? That's why there's a lot of drama about it. It's because I don't think anyone knew, and it was a point change, and then it looked like it got updated again. Where can I find this? Front page of the subreddit. I was, well, I don't know if it's still there, but... I thought that the point change was announced in Spring Split. Um, maybe it was, but I don't know. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking. LHC I know they announced the there, there were some there were some things because they got rid of the third fourth place match right so they announced right, that, right. That, that, was that was what I was thinking right no this is like they actually changed the value to make summer more heavily weighted but then they kind of did it in a weird way so that it so and I was streaming yesterday and a lot of people asked me about it and I didn't realize what the problem was the problem was you could get third in spring and second in summer and have less points than the team who got second in spring and uh third in summer oh. because third and fourth got the same amount in, in spring so like the system was really fucked up 
Yes. So they had to increase the amount that it was worth in uh, summer or something for okay. second place. So that, that wasn't a problem. And what? A, and they just announced it. I wonder how long this has been changed, as in like how long teams knew. Someone in chat says, CG's analyst said teams didn't know about the points until yesterday either. What? Why would... <sighs> Okay. Yeah. So so before that I was like, oh, they're they, right. Before I was like, oh, they just changed it to make summer worth more. Whatever. I mean, that's fine. I don't have a problem. But then when I heard about that, I was like, what? And then they changed that to be fixed. But still, the fact. And then I was also saying like, I bet it was known before, but it just like wasn't publicly right. known. And now apparently teams didn't know either. So it's it's a big yikes. Leaguepedia. Okay, Saxon Doctor says thank you, Saxon, in the chat. Uh, is quoting Leaguepedia saying, on August 6th, the amount of championship points granted for finishing second in summer was raised from 90 to 100. This revision corrected an issue where a team that placed second in spring and third in summer would finish with more championship points than a team that tied for third in spring and then placed second in summer, violating the principle that summer should be considered more important than spring. Okay, so just reiterating what you had said previously, Mark. Um, I Look, honestly, probably not a big deal. Because in, in the just in and of itself, probably not a big deal, right? Uh, it's a 10 point change and teams want to get do well in summer regardless. Nobody should be like, well, I was going to go for third, but now I have to go for second. Blah. I think the only thing that seems utterly shocking is they waited until playoffs had essentially begun, right? We're, we transitioned out of the uh, summer sp split into playoffs to announce a cha a rule change about how the system worked like that that seems crazy to me yeah i'm i'm with you it's at, at first i was like oh whatever they're just announcing it late so people know now as we get into playoffs but the fact teams didn't know was like what yeah yeah that's i mean i i agree with kind of what you're saying like in in principle it's like this doesn't change your approach right like there's no for the teams, there's no like different decision making. You're still trying your best to get as far as you can and do as well as you possibly could, but it doesn't organizationally reflect well. So right. Greeley wrote on Reddit, uh, Commissioner Greeley said, "When we wrote the rule book at the start of the season, we knew we weren't going to be playing spring third and fourth, and had not locked in Detroit. They were considering not playing a third and fourth in Detroit. That seems crazy to me." That alone seems crazy to me. Like, I can understand getting rid of the third and fourth place match for spring, even though I do think it makes the... I mean, we talked about that before. But the fact that they were considering not doing third and fourth for summer... All right, whatever. Uh, we decided to play the match in Locked in Detroit. We knew the rule book had to be updated to reflect championship points values for the third and fourth place match. The very tight turnaround for our team between MSI and summer, we just missed it. Okay, but you, why didn't you update it during the... Oh, they just realized... They just forgot to update it. Yeah, me just admits it was like a fuck-up, I guess. Alright. Well, whatever. Whatever. In the grand scheme of things, maybe not that big of a deal, but still, it just looks... It, it's not It's not a good look. It's like, yeah, it's one of those... Yeah. It's like kicking Phoenix 1 out of your league and then bringing them back. That would be... It would be on par with that. You I mean think. Sentinels? How dare you? Look at your cat in the background. Just Yeah, I see him. He's a spaz. 
right, whatever. Um, can we he do wants, the show? He, Nyelko knows. He knows Nyelko's the real star, so he's trying to he's trying to steal his shine. You Should want to have get... an apartment tour? You want to see? You want to see my apartment? Yeah, I like the box. Yep. Oh, I'm still in the way. All right, there's my apartment. Wow. It's that a... was an AC, a, AC unit before. Quaint. Are you still in Santa Monica? No. Okay. Are you closer or further from me? I am uh, probably similarly distanced, but just in another direction. Okay. More south than I was west previously. Okay. Cool. Let's get into the actual goddamn calls. <laughs> uh, Mark, you want to explain how the show works? Yeah, sure. Uh, so if you've never seen the show before, this is a live call-in show. I'm spamming Twitch chat with the Discord link. Go ahead and join up in the Discord. Once you get there, join Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls to voice channels. Um, I'll need you to join those so I can actually add you to the correct channel if we pick your topic. Uh, once you've joined one of the voice channels in the Pleb Topics or Subtopics text channels, go ahead and uh, type your topic in there. I'll read it. If I like it, I'll pull you from the Pleb Calls uh, voice channel to the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn to go. I'll do a quick audio check with you and assuming that there are no problems with it, uh, you'll be on air talking with us shortly. And if you are a sub, first off, thank you for being one. Uh, you're a dying breed. But also, uh, feel free to access the subtopics chat once you've synced your information uh, with Discord. It takes a little bit sometimes to do that, but you can put your, your topic in the subtopics chat. It moves a little slower there. Uh, and we'll just pull you out of there. Uh, small note for people discussing things in the Pleb Topics text channel, go ahead and have the discussions in one of the other ones, most likely general. Uh, try and keep Pleb Topics for basically just posting your topic so I don't get caught reading a conversation that is never going to make its way to air. Uh, it just keeps it cleaner for me. So I appreciate that if you and can we'll do start it. banning everyone who doesn't do that. Uh, I will start verbally harassing you and then it will be a ban. Straight up ban from the show. Let's get into it. Um, all right, so Mark is looking for callers. I'll go ahead and read out some, uh, some subs as a thank you to everybody returning. Whenever we skip a week, you know, it's like half a month uh, without a stream, and so the sub, sub count drops dramatically. So I appreciate everybody uh, returning right now and throwing your subs out. Um, where are we? Uh, A, A, B, Daniel, D, Coke, Mr. Fanatic, 7, my PS for 21 months, Mama's Cupcakes, Poro on Mars, Z Theory, it's Kyler, Dr. Manhattan, also for 21, I Love You Chat, also for 21, Ryan is Hardcore, Woodsy's Games, Bear Down X, Jordan for 19, Shiny Froki for 17, Insulin Shots, Haves 2099, Purple Ray Q, E, Gork, 11, Just Gilu, and, uh, Team Corgi Mid, There's a couple more, but we'll those in just a little bit. Mark is uh, going off to grab someone and we should have uh, them showing up here in just a second. I am so hungry. I just realized I've not eaten since 8 a.m. It's been 12 hours and I have to do this show. I love, I get to do this show. That was a close one. Uh, for the next hour and a half. So I'm going to be starving uh, whenever time goes. Clearly I'm doing the intermittent fasting thing. Uh going on here any second now mark's going to show up with a caller 
talk about some great stuff. Decided to do Hotline League. Pulled myself out of a jet lag slumber to, to do the show. And I gotta say, I think it's worth it. Hello. Nam Slam is here. Nam Slam, where are you calling Hello. from? Uh, calling from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Philadelphia. Uh, welcome to the show. What do you want to talk about? So uh, I had the hot take that TSM might be hurting themselves by not subbing out Bjergsen uh, at least a couple of times, maybe during this year or the split. Um, not to say that Bjergsen is a bad player or anything like that, but I think it might be good or it might be interesting or important for TSM to at least see what it's like with a different mid laner because they haven't played with any different, they haven't played with different mid laners since Reggie. So I don't, we don't really know how it would, how it would turn out. Well, this is a hot take. Um, <laughs> Coming in hot off the start. Oh, uh, boy. So, okay, why can't they just scrim with a different mid laner to find that out? Well, they could scrim with a different mid laner, but as we've, as we've known for quite a while, scrim results and on-stage results can tend to be, like, pretty different for certain players. So I think it might be... You might get uh, very different results if you actually sub with someone for an actual LCS game rather than just scrimming with the new mid-laner. Do you feel like this split, though, uh, and in a situation where they might... I mean, I think there's a big question right now on if this team can even make it to Worlds. Do you think yeah. this is the time to be experimenting? I'm not saying even this time as in, you know, last weekend or something. But, I mean, literally, I feel like they have spent all split trying to figure their stuff out. And especially towards the end, started having a lot of issues. It's hard for me to feel as though TSM experimenting with their core ingredient is a good would would have been a good idea. And you're not saying take them out now. You mean like yeah. at some point during the season they should have given a Blaze Olive, yeah, like some the main team. Yeah, because I I do agree. I agree that Bjergsen is someone who's like you know he's been the core, basically the core of TSM, and the rest of TSM has um, been like changed around him. And the thing I actually was thinking about is Bjergsen doesn't really like we haven't really seen his position like mid mid lane, like it's not really shaky. It's not like he's gonna get changed out like there's a possibility of him getting changed out anytime soon whereas like the jungle position for example could affect the the mentality of the players more than Bjergsen because they are worried about whether or not they get to stay on the team so maybe if Bjergsen had that kind of you know worry it might affect the team differently because everyone else would be on a, like a level playing field Hmm. I think uh, this is a weird one for me because I like the idea of giving people um, a break to like watch the games from, you know, the perspective of a coach and then you're sitting further back and you can observe the whole team. You can listen to comms. To Travis's point, you can largely do that in scrims, but I also agree stage time is different. Um, but you're never really going to be subbing Bjerg out. And it's kind of the way I feel about Niski not getting subbed out by C9. Literally, everyone else has gotten subbed out. I mean, Licorice was more due to his wrist issues. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I mean, as much as I like Golden Glue, and I think he 100% deserves to be a starter in the LCS, this split Niski has been, like, otherworldly. And I can't see how you would ever replace him. Yeah. And no surprise, he's the one spot that hasn't been subbed out. Um, 
and so that's that's kind of how I feel about Bjergsen, where it's like you're never really going to bench him. He's always going to come back in. Seeing how the team works without him, I don't know. Maybe it gives Bjergsen a little bit more perspective. But they were also trying to figure out their jungle situation at the same time. It, it felt yeah, like they were trying out so much stuff that it would just be another variable getting swapped around when they they don't need to. So I I think in another world where like TSM is struggling and they've kept their five men the entire time, maybe they they do some substitutions where they pull people out just to like uh kind of revitalize the team see if they can learn new things, but not not in this situation. I don't agree. Yeah, I just feel like this is not this Nam, how many smoke alarms you have in your house that need to have it's, their batteries it, replaced? It beats, it beats, it beats every like two minutes. It's just one. I've had that before. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just, it's so frequently. I'm used to it being like once every 10 or 15 minutes or something. It goes off so well, That's frequently. because your smoke alarms don't want, don't want you to change the battery. They just want to die. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I just, I continue to feel like, so conceptually, I actually kind of understand why this would be an interesting thing for TSM to explore, especially given his contract is coming up. I think he'll stick around, but... Uh, you know, and, you know, it gives them a lot of maybe data that they don't have right now. But it just feels like this is not the split for TSM to take any chances or wasn't the split for TSM to take any chances as they were trying to fix a lot of different problems. So creating even more instability, I think, is would have possibly been a poor decision. But I, I yeah, actually I really appreciate the take. And it's obviously what this is one of the things I love about the show like i think it's worth the discussion in some sense and i don't know anybody else that i uh, at least in the industry that would have suggested this yeah i i was just thinking about it yeah as you said with uh Bjergsen's contract kind of coming to a close um and within a year or a couple of years and uh i think that Bjergsen isn't i still think he's a pretty damn good player like he's he's a really good mid laner uh for tsm and i just was wondering maybe they might get a different level or a different type of play. I don't know how much it like the the play style of TSM would change. Well, obviously a lot because Bjergsen's their centerpiece, but it might change in a way that may have been good for them. And I guess this split might not or this year might not have been the best time. But then again, I don't I don't really know when the best time would be at all. Yeah. So yeah, spring. Yes. <laughs> Spring Absolutely. would be a better better time. Uh, Nam, uh, any shout-outs? Anything you want to say as we say goodbye? Uh, nope. Have a good one. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. All right. Off to the next caller as Mark moves on. Uh, Shout-out to Team Corgi Mid, Nanuko111, Arefel317, Kylo Zen, Impossible Katana, Black Monk. Uh, Gil Gilno, Toa of Death, Calendar Guy 523, and Zbake 05. All cut up now on the sub, so if anybody wants to uh, make sure we're not cut up, that would be great. Omega Diamond Zinc, thank you for the 17 months in a row. We are back with Woodsies. Woodsies, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Centennial, Colorado, just outside of Denver. Centennial, Colorado. Well, thank you for being a sub for so long, by the way. No worries. Yeah. Big uh, fan. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just said big fan. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, what do you <laughs> want to talk about on the show tonight? 
Um, so I'd like to talk about, um, well, obviously, what I think a lot of people are going to be talking about, which is the TSM moves. Um, I think that Spica starting um, was either, like, maybe not so much a foreshadowing, but more so a move with t uh, bot lane ahead um, into playoffs that that was basically already a plan. Sorry, you're cutting in and out a little bit. Uh you were saying uh, it was already a plan, you think? Yeah, so I think that uh, in hindsight, if you look at the Spica move, that it may not be as crazy of a move to take the Academy bot lane in. You're saying they should also add the Academy bot lane in? Well, they already are on the substitute roster, uh, and he's saying oh, that... You, so you're saying you think they'll start? They might start. I'm actually thinking that they might start uh, game one, yes. Wow. Uh, so for people who don't haven't seen any Academy, for the most part, Treats and Tactical have been very good in Academy. Uh, the consensus I hear from people is that Treats is the more interest or like more, um, what's the word, like more likely to pan out uh, short term in the LCS or some Tactical might need a couple more splits or something. But uh, the problem that you have, I think, is if you want to put treats in, you he's an import, and so then you would need to put tactical in. So they they're kind of a package deal. It's either smoothie and Sven, or treats and tactical. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even think fairly that the taking out of sweat of Sven that that's a very big problem for the coaching staff necessarily. Um. What I basically like, I want to also prephrase this saying that I've been a pretty big defender of Sven up until, you know, basically up until this point, but there's just something on with him right now. I think he takes a lot of the blame on himself, like very harshly. Um, I think, especially recently, if you look at his behavior right after games or even like during the games, he seems very like down on himself all the time. So I don't necessarily think that a swapping out is very bad for him. I'm also not sure what his future looks like, would look like on TSM, even with a successful playoffs run. Well, I think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. The, um, no worries. Um, but I basically think being such a leader in the Academy League uh, or in the Academy team that the the academy coaching staff already has a longer term experience with players play that they wouldn't be as apprehensive to actually starting the two uh, together with Spica, which would also give him more comfort on stage, I think. I think if you are worried, if one, I, I don't usually tend to, unless a pro player has said something like to speculate on the pro players, like mental state based off of how they look after a loss or something like that. You know, I think, People like to do that a lot, but sometimes pro players just have like a different expression or maybe they're tired. You know, I think it's dangerous to kind of draw conclusions around a, a pro player's mental state just from that type of stuff. Unless there's interviews or a show or something that's talking about it. Um, that being said, if you are worried about Zven's mental state, I don't think that like starting an academy ADC over him is perhaps going to help with his confidence. Um, that seems like a thing that would maybe make things worse yeah if the if the problem is like the downturn is mental um 
a substitution in playoffs is not like a mental break. That is like a confidence hit. Whereas like maybe someone is struggling, they're having, you know, these these mental boom problems in the middle of the split and you're like, "All right, dude, you're too stressed out. Take a week. Don't even go to scrims, just chill. Tactical's going to play for you." Um and you just you're just too stressed out. Like maybe that would work at another time, but for playoffs that seems crazy. Um but I do kind of understand um bringing the backup for the bot lane because sven was someone who was like the model of consistency a couple years ago um but in his time in na he has had some bad series specifically the the clutch one from spring last year uh like he just like was a hook magnet you can blame the coaching staff as well for giving him thresh two times in a row uh, but he definitely underperformed that series. And so I think maybe having a, a back, backup to swap could be a potential if he starts having a bad series, uh, especially since I think this split, he has been caught out of position way too many times in the mid to late game. And like that can hurt in the regular season, but it is fatal in the postseason where it's just, that's the end of your run in an important game. If something like that can happen. So um, it's interesting I think that they did this for a very important reason. I don't think that they would have done this if they were not planning on... Well, it's hard to say. One of two things is true, and I hope we hear from TSM. Either there's a 0% chance they were ever going to use Grigor Akkadian, and they just picked other people, because why not? Or there's a 0% chance... uh, Or they're... There's a high, I shouldn't say that. There's a higher chance that they're gonna need to swap their bot lane out than their jungler. They're more confident in Spica than they're confident in their bot lane, and that's right. why they picked their bot lane. So it's it's one of those two things, and both of those both of those are surprising, whichever way it is. Yes, and a world where, man, can you imagine a world where it's like game three, and the majority of the TSM roster, or like the TSM team, are like. You know, obviously, you speak about... <laughs> Haven't like, even played this season? Yeah. Like, it's just... It's so crazy to see that that's, like, the timeline we're in with TSM. It, it's like an Echo Fox thing, right? Like, this is, like, something you would expect out of... Okay, Echo Fox made playoffs, but they, like, barely made it, and they're trying all this weird shit to figure out, you know... Like, the fact that we're seeing this from TSM is just so hilarious to me. So... Yeah. Um, or maybe not hilarious, but at the very least, like wild it's just this timeline that we're in is is uh is you have to laugh to keep from crying <laughs> well I mean, if you're a tsm fan i guess um other people Travis i think will probably just admitted laugh. to tsm fan yeah yes I, TSM, TSM, tsm oh well what did nick TSM say? all the way yeah oh that was that was Woodsy. sorry i thought nick turned to the camera and said something no nick We'll never say anything. Um, all right, so... I did want to maybe clarify one thing. I wasn't trying to say that, you know, we, we're going to boost up Sven's confidence by subbing in this uh, academy player. Sven has been on a down spiral and maybe not as solid as he, you know, what he's known for. That confidence or, like, the comfort that you might give Spika in this case may just be worth them playing even aside from the fact that, you know, even if they make it through to quarterfinals, chances are TL's going to pick you. TSM has been looking, and, you know, if they if they would play the Academy roster or the Academy bot lane, it would be a basically new team. That in mind, they might already be thinking more like, hey, we can use this whole lineup 
and let's see what happens, you know, potentially in Gauntlet. But, you know, maybe something good happens in playoffs. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, one more quick point before we move on, Travis. I just, uh, it's not just Zven either. We've sent the majority of the call talking about him. I think it's just hard to judge Smoothie's uh, performance, but I don't think he's been as good either. Uh, and with Treats doing extremely well, it's kind of like a package deal, I think, where if you're going to swap out any of the bot lane, you just want to do both of them. So who knows if it's Sven is underperforming and they want tactical or Treats is doing really good and they think they have a better chance to win with him. But either way, it feels like a, a package deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Are you are you gun shy now about criticizing ADCs? Fuck, fuck no. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, the last episode we we made I think I think some very tame in general comments about Sneaky. Sneaky did not take it well, and uh, Sneaky fans did not take it well. So. And then we had to hide out for two weeks. Yes, exactly. I flew to China to escape. Travis, the Travis, I, Travis hid to China. I had to change my address. <laughs> the Sneaky fans, they're out of control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now people tweet sarcastic things at me like, yeah, Sneaky should be in Academy, lol, when yeah. we never said that. Yeah. <laughs> Quote, Sneaky shouldn't even be playing the LCS. Woodsies, is there anything that you would like to say as we say goodbye? Um, just I'm still very excited to see how TSM will play. Yeah. Well, thank Ross you. Ross so and James are just super excited, and uh, just uh, shout out. Even though she won't be listening because she's not as much into this as I am, but a shout out to my wife, who's going to be giving birth to our first kid in about two months. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Nick Allen has kids and, um, I've only learned I don't want kids, but I'm sure it's going to be great for you. So good luck. Everyone. His, his mic lit up at the end there. Like he was going to say something. And then, so I didn't... Uh, that was, that was a little painful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, next one. Yeah, that was a that was a fun topic though. Thank you, Woodsies. <laughs> so we just in chat says, "Is your wife single?" Uh, what a great question. Um, all right, yeah. Nick Allen has kids. He's now hiding out at Travis's house. That's a great, great way of putting it. Uh, we'll do one more call and then we'll take a quick break as we move along in the show. A uh, couple of shout-outs, though. Thank you to uh, Voyu1 for 19 months. Seal just going to win LCS, so we call in. Uh, All Day, Every Day for 14. Exodent Chan for 12 months. Rico Suave for 19. And Dr. Manhattan with 100 bits. Thank you. You're now the bit leader. Aether is here. Aether, where are you calling from? Hey, uh, I'm calling from Cologne, Germany. From Cologne, Germany. I love Cologne. Yeah, yeah it's pretty nice. It's my favorite place I've been to in Germany. I like it over Berlin. Really? Um, yeah. You've been on the show before. Yes, I have. Yes. Uh, what do you right. want to talk about tonight? So my topic for today would be that I think the point system in itself is good, but we should remove the part where it auto-qualifies you to Worlds like for the second seed and instead give them... Uh, uh, a huge advantage in the gauntlet. Sorry, you're you're saying that the 
you, you the point system is good, but you shouldn't give the second uh, point ranked person or team uh, a seed into worlds. Or the first. Exactly. Ranked. Yeah. 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 I, actually, right now I had time to do something similar like I did last time, where I prepared a little graphic, right? If you remember. So yeah. in the last ten minutes, I also kind of quickly uh, made one. I'm just gonna put it into the Discord. Okay, which which channel? To, uh, can I put it into the lab topics? I don't. You think can so. try. Yes. I don't know if it, yeah. if links are allowed, but you can. We'll see what happens. Wait. Very excited for this. We have a graphic. I yeah. I think you are the only person who has ever prepared a graphic for your takes. Um, but yeah, I really wait, appreciate the, the commitment. I'm just gonna upload this and send the link and give me one second. Okay. I'm excited. And you could have done this maybe before the call, but that's okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's see. I'm getting it up on the screen right now. So, if it's visible, I can uh, explain it a little. Okay, yes, it's on screen. Okay, so my thought about this. Um, it's funny that it's actually a similar topic to last time, but my thought about this is to give the point, uh, the team who has the most points, in this case it would be Cloud9, the seed in the upper upper uh, bracket, together with the team with the second most points, so in this case TSM, let's say they have like a, just 10 less than uh, C9, they play out and the winner of that uh, gets the second seed. While that is happening, the other teams uh, who managed to get into the gauntlet are fighting to get into the other part of it, the other upper part. And then uh, the loser of the upper part gets like a second life. Um, it's kind of like, if you know, uh, the promotion tournaments, when we had them, when relegation was still a thing, it's kind of inspired by that, where the two teams who won the first match kind of, if they lost the second match, they still had a chance. So this is kind of like that, um, where you actually still have to fight for the second seed, so no one can get complacent. Because like sometimes, or actually I think especially in NA, in recent years, multiple times, if I remember correctly, I'm not sure, the teams, the second seed teams, uh, people were not too happy about. So this kind of is supposed to eliminate that. Fascinating. Uh, Mark, yeah. are you able to see the graphic? Yep, 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 yep. yep. Oh, sorry, one more time. How does the second world seed get determined? It's in the f fucking f top of the graphic. Second world seed with a big arrow. Yes, but why did C9 get it? Yeah, um, C9 in this example have the mo most points, and TSM have the second most points. So they get into this part. And every other team that manages to get into the gauntlet, so it's still, I think it's still the same amount. Um, they are in the lower part, gotcha. and it's, they, it's, they fight for the third seed. Yeah, it's like the top two in points get uh, basically a buy, and it's like a double elimination tournament where only the top two teams can lose once. Okay. Yeah. I see. Uh, Mark, remember when I said I was jet lagged and uh, needed needed you to be nice? You know that's. I know what I was getting at sorry. Um, so sorry for the podcast listeners. I know you guys can't see the graphic, but that's also part of the reason why I was hoping Mark would help explain. Um, 
I think this is interesting. And I'm very curious what Mark's take is. Um, I, for the most part, like it. I don't love the idea. I mean, yes, it happened with 100 Thieves last split. I think it's happened a couple other times, but 100 Thieves the first time I really felt like that team wasn't um, maybe the best team representing us. Um, but I didn't like that 100 Thieves could lose two best of fives and then kind of fall into worlds off the back of a good yeah. spring split. Yes. Um, and I still don't love the idea of being able to you know, lose a best of five and qualify. I, I think, you know, the second place team in NA realistically is going to be at least the top three teams. So I don't, I don't hate the idea of summer second place awarding so many points that like, usually that's the team that goes as long as they got some points in spring. Um, so I, I don't hate that idea, but overall, I, I just, I like making teams win a series to get in, you know? Yeah. So for the most part, I'll prefer this. Yeah, I would definitely prefer this. And I'm glad you brought this up because I have heard. Hang on, let me move the graphic away so that everyone can see my dramatic expression. I've heard a rumor. Oh, boy. That there will be format changes next year. To Isn't LCS. there format changes like every year? There's a format change this year. There's I a format think this will have... Year. There's not format changes every year. Nick Allen, former LCS commissioner, is saying that there's not been... Um, but I've heard rumors that there will be in that next year's format changes might be the most dramatic we've had in a while. Since we've gone to best of three and back? Yes. yes. Wah, wah, oh, wah, Nick wah. has also heard this rumor and is nodding his head. Nick, you're out of the scene. Was that water or was that vodka? Is that Was that water or vodka that you've been drinking? Okay, he's been drinking vodka, which means... It is true. Uh, that's uh, clearly he's he's leaking right now, um, but yeah, Nick is not in the scene anymore, so he can he can nod his head to this this type of stuff. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I've heard there's going to be changes. I don't know if the point system is surviving or not. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I the think it's uh, the whole. I think all the changes are being discussed right now. But I do know that the spring split will probably look uh, very different than it does right now. Yeah, the question is if they keep the auto-qualify thing or not. Yeah. I, on the one side, I also like it that you can uh, just qualify by getting some amount of points. But if you really want the strongest teams at that in, in summer, then I don't know. I mean, it kind of makes Spring Split matter more this way if you have the, um, like, how it is right now. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think... So, I think I'm kind of... Okay. I want Spring Split to matter. I don't want Spring Split to matter so much that we end up with weaker teams at Worlds than we should have. And I think that that mm -hmm. is a problem that we have faced in the past. And ultimately, when the whole year is building up to Worlds, I do not think that it makes sense to... I, I think... I hope that the format changes next year will do something to make Spring Split interesting not necessarily make it matter as much msi matters so spring split kind of does right but i don't know if you need to have spring split have such a huge role on what happens at worlds especially if spring split is still interesting so well, that's my hope 
Go ahead, Mark. With with Rift Rivals as well. You basically have two tournaments which depend on spring split and potentially somewhat like your world's qualification. I think that that's enough importance for spring, right? Yeah, but I've also heard rumors that Rift Rivals is up in the air next year. Well, then, blah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I assume that they have to do something, if not Rift Rivals, because uh, the way that these things tend to work is you sell a certain amount of events or game days or whatever to um, a, a sponsor. So, I assume that if they don't do Rift Rivals, they will have to replace it with something else, but I have heard rumors that uh, I don't know, they are revisiting whether or not Rift Rivals should be a thing. It would be a nice idea if Rift Rivals wasn't for the best team in the region, but like second, third, and fourth. So that way the other teams from Spring get something, and the team that goes to MSI actually gets some rest. Like, we've had that uh, discussion many times before as well, right? Where the teams are jet lagged. I watched your interview with the one hour interview with Doublelift at the beginning of the split. I think that it came up there too, how it's kind of just always non-stop action for some teams and other teams only get the regular Hello? season. Hello? Hi. Yes? How are you? Mark? Where are you going? Mark, are you there? I don't know what happened. I just got a lag spike. Oh, weird. Oh. Welcome to your new internet. Uh, I thought that was me because normally when that happens, you know, it's my internet having a hiccup, but thank God. Also, my internet hasn't had you've, a hiccup yet. You've so. contracted me with it. I don't know what that means. Uh, all right. Well, we should move on. But Aether, thank you so much for yeah. the take. And also thank you for the graphic, uh, which I will show one more time. It's beautiful. I'm really impressed by it. You should make more Link of these. Is um, Discord for everyone is, who wants to see it. Is there, is there anything <laughs> you want to say on the way out? Uh, I think I'm going to just uh, say thanks for Alienware for being the first really notable sponsor, honestly. I think they're doing great. And other than that, just have a great show. It's been nice. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. I love it when people shout out my sponsors. Have a good one. All right, bye. All right, speaking of sponsors, great transition. Fantastic to have wow. some Wow. Uh, I want to shout out... Our pals at Alienware. So Alienware are... I was in China, as people know. Uh, they made that whole thing happen. So sending Broden and I over to the LPL for a week. You know, we, we had flights. We had hotels. We had... Actually, uh, Riot helped host us in the... Or LPL helped host us from the hotel perspective. But in terms of covering the cost of editing and shooting and all this type of stuff, uh, Alienware really came through. And uh, I just want to shout them out and say thank you so much to them. Um, I'm going to take this sponsor slot, actually, to, to mention again what we're doing. We've got cool content coming out from China, including, um, you know, we're still figuring out what it looks like, but we think it's going to be kind of a two-part mini-doc on the LPL. Um, so please stay tuned for that, and please check it out whenever it does come out. I, I'm a little nervous, for, for, to be quite honest, because... It's kind of a chicken and the egg issue where you create like people in the west don't really care too much about the lpl right they care a lot more about lck and so part of the goal here is to make a, a feature or doc that will help people care more about the lpl and understand more about how it functions but of course the question is well if people don't care about the lpl will they click the video and watch the video 
Um, so either way, I just want to give it some promotion and say thank you so much to Alienware for uh, creating or giving us the opportunity to go do something like that. Broden and I have, we've never really had the opportunity to travel and create content in that way, right? Normally we're going to go cover an event, but this, they really had us sort of, you know, we, we did interviews with PDD, Wei Zhao, a bunch of the casters, um, current pro players, fans like a ton of a ton of amazing stuff over there uh that will continue to uh come out and hopefully all all that will be in the doc as well and i just want to thank alienware so much for making that happen uh you can go over to alienware.com travis which helps me out if you go check out some of their stuff they have their new m15 line is now available and i've heard a rumor that the headsets that they also announced uh, before uh, they were available A3. Should be hitting the site soon as well. You can use uh, Travis 10 off to save 10% off on your order. Thank you so much to Alienware. And stay tuned for all of our awesome content coming out from China. Really hope uh, you guys enjoy it and see, get learn more about you know what's going on over there whenever that all hits uh, in the next couple of weeks. I think we're ready for the next call though, Mark. Okay. Here we go. Off Mark goes. Uh, a couple of shoutouts to Crouton, C. Crouton, for 11 months in a row, and Ari Waddle for five months as well. Vodka party, says Ari Waddle. Yes, it's not a vodka party. I'm not drinking. Uh, but Nick is drinking, so it's really a vodka person, I think, the way that I would describe it. Mark should be getting our next caller here in any minute. I'm going to drop down into the channel and have them talking. Uh, but Holtz, thank you for the nine months. Appreciate it. Mark, Mark is asleep. I don't think Mark is asleep. I think he's waiting through the takes. Uh, there are some people who are muted in the waiting room. I hope, hopefully he's able to get that stuff figured out. Uh, any second. Excited to see how things go. Oh, here we go. Space Pope 20K. Uh, you've been on the show before, right? Yeah, absolutely, Travis. I, I feel like it's been a while. Um, I was on, I believe, the last episode, uh, talking about Bjergsen and TSM as usual. Really? Uh, one or two episodes ago. Did you have the same name? Yeah. It's all good, dude. You have a lot of callers. I don't take it personally. Remind me where you're calling from? <laughs> uh, Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan. That's right. Okay. Damn it. Um, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, so I wanted to talk about uh, a little bit of a combo off of the original caller and how I uh, firmly disagree with their opinion. Um, but I think that Sven Skarin, uh, Biofrost, and Doublelift will all be going to Worlds this year without TSM. And I think next year it's Bjergsen's turn to sub TSM out and do the same. So you think Bjergsen leaves TSM next year? Absolutely. We, we kind of talked about this last time, right? Yeah, you, you mentioned a little bit about equity and things like that. Yeah. Well, um, so I also like the uh, uh, idea of like the whole oh, Biofrost and Doublelift and Sven being on the top three teams now, and like the impact uh, that that you know kind of blow up of the 2016 TSM has had on the league as well. Oh, absolutely. I I definitely agree. I mean, a call that I had ages ago with you folks um, was how uh, Reginald inadvertently helped G2 acquire Caps. Uh, by getting rid of Sven and Mithy from that. Yeah, order. Reddit loves to talk about that. Reddit loves right oh, now. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's, it's open Reggie. season on TSM. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, everyone like the the Reggie thing. I people people love that. Yeah. Um, I still look obviously mistaken hindsight, but people like hindsight is twenty twenty. I still think Reggie wanted to progress further than TSM ever had at Worlds, and I don't fault him for trying to make changes. You know, no one, no one. It's not like he made those changes and people were like. What the hell? How dare you bring Sven and Mithy over? This is going to be a disaster, right? They were supposed to be best in the West. So, anyway, that's my my little uh, shout out. I, I just I get not frustrated, but I I think it's important sometimes to note that like it's easy to laugh at this stuff now, but at the time, it's you know it's not like Reggie knew this was going to happen. Anyway, no, I I I understand that. I think if he did now, obviously you wouldn't make the choice. Any team owner would not, but. Because we're we're operating under a little bit of like revisionist history with this. Um, yeah. However, yeah. I did have a uh, a call initially when this first was announced that uh, the the at least personal opinion and I get to be right in this instance, you know, based on how events have gone. But you gotta flaunt uh, it when you can. Exactly. <laughs> um, I felt that um, the trade between um, Mithy and Sven was a side grade to marginal upgrade at best um, over. Double lift and bio, and um, getting rid of Sven Skarin was a tough sell. Um, not because I think Sven Skarin was really like driving it home like he is on C9 right now uh, on TSM at the time, because I do think that Sven Skarin fits teams like Cloud9 or what have you, or even that like to a lesser degree teams emulating C9 like Clutch and what have you. Like he fits those kind of teams better than he did TSM's kind of controlled methodology. So I'm, it's no surprise that he's doing better, and I understood TSM wanting to change their jungler out. But tying up their, their import slot with Zen and Mithy, like their, their import restrictions off that, meant they had a very limited pool to choose from um, with their jungle talent. And, you know, when, when I saw the Grig announcement, I was a little bit laughing, right? Like, uh, I know they've said that Treats and Tactical are going to be their subs for the uh, playoffs, maybe that's a confidence boost to speaker. You guys talked about that earlier. Uh, I think the funniest sub would be top lane Greg. They could announce that for playoffs, you know, because TSM's all over the board right now. So who knows what they're going to Yeah, I mean, maybe if they had a, a NA or an EU jungler they wanted to use in the wings, I think otherwise. Broken Blade's been fine. I, I know he's had a worse split than before, but that... I, f I feel like some of the solo lane performance can get tied up in the jungler situation. I don't think you can excuse everything that's gone worse for Bjergsen and Broken Blade in that, but it's definitely had an influence on it. Uh, but I feel like Broken Blade's been a good pickup. The whole NA jungler situation is one where it's like... So here's a funny stat. Half the league who is an active starting jungler has jungled for TSM. Svenskaren. Right. Yeah, it's Mike Young, Svenskaren... Uh, amazing Santorin, and there's one other I'm forgetting right now. Uh, but either uh, way, there's there's Mike five jungles. Santorin, Sven Skarin, uh Amazing. Amazing. There you you go, said amazing. Yeah. But, Did I say amazing? Fuck, whatever. There's five. I can't remember the other one. Yeah. Uh, either way, yeah, they've had their jungle problems. They've also gone through eight junglers in five years, uh, which means ever since like season four, they've averaged one extra jungler a split more or one extra jungler a year uh so yeah i don't know it's uh it's a weird situation with their junglers but i think returning to the previous point sorry i got off topic there no, that's okay. I, I i i think bjergsen leaving just it still feels crazy to me but it, maybe it's becoming more and more likely now i'm just in the delusional box of he's 
he's a he is TSM. I still think he has equity and won't leave because he has equity. This is again the rumor that I've heard. So, I mean, Travis, but could he not acquire equity from another team? Maybe not to the same, you know, degree or amount, but like it's not like it's unavailable somewhere else. You know, it's not as if equity is a standalone stat that only TSM has. Uh, it's a different situation though because his value. So this is kind of weird because now you start talking about it from a startup perspective, right? But like Bjergsen's brand value, in a sense, his equity on TSM is worth more than his equity on another org because the brand value that he brings to TSM heightens that equity. Uh, if that makes sense, it's like him being on TSM is like a brand multiplier. I I don't know how to to describe it, but no, it's, it's basically, I get what you're saying. He's yeah. he is kind of the face of TSM. <laughs> I mean, but he's the face of TSM. He's like he, their brand he, he ambassador, is, essentially. When it comes to League face, of Legends, he is the face of TSM, and I think that helps him more than it. Like, because any other team would be happy to have him, right? It's not like yeah. if you're a team, you know, getting Bjergsen from TSM. It's not like in any way is that not a good move. So like, it's best for TSM and, and Bjergsen, but it's also really good for every other team if they can get him. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if we... Did we do enough talking about how the... I don't know, the Biofrost Fen double if thing? Because I think it's actually a really good point is that you have like TSM... But it's actually kind of interesting because it feels like they... I remember at one point in time, Mark, you had that set about the jungle thing. I remember there was that thing where at some point in time, I think every LCS team had a player from... That had played for Steve. Yeah, Team Liquid had a bunch of stats like that before. Where like, yeah, Phoenix was over here. There's a bunch of people over there. Like just the whole Piglet. There was like, I forget when it was, but every team had like one or two Team Liquid starters on it at some point. I mean, yeah. the whole thing. If you dig into it, I'm sure there's stats like that for almost everyone. Like you've played for C9 before. It's like, yep. So it's, everyone has. Yeah. Have they? I don't know. I feel like Jensen... C9 is a little bit more constant. Contracts, uh, impact. There's someone Medios else. Medios has there. moved around. Me Medios, um, yeah. Lemon moved at some point. High was on different teams at one point. Yeah. It, yeah, it was the same. Balls was even on FlyQuest, right? Yeah. Well, uh, regardless, yeah. Wiggly. I think it's uh, it'll be very interesting if TSM Rush. doesn't make it to Worlds and these three do. Uh, and I, honestly, I'd like to see it happen for Biofrost because I really like Biofrost. Um, I mean, Nick Allen's in the background. What does he think of Biofrost? Uh, I, he doesn't speak. Nick Allen doesn't <laughs> speak. He just drinks and rage. Unbridled rage for, <laughs> for Biofrost. Yeah, unbridled rage. He says, fuck that kid. No, um, that's not what he said. He didn't say anything. Anyway. <laughs> is that thumb down? Is it sideways? What is that <laughs> thumb doing? <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks so much, Space Pope Twenty K. Is there anything that you want to, anything you want to shout out at the end here? Yeah, I do actually. So uh, we had talked about Detroit Finals and me being unable to go, and one of your subs, viewers, something, uh, hit me up, dude. He bought my ticket, and I just wanted to shout him out. Can I do that? Ooh. Do you get to? Do you get to go? Yeah, I get to go now, dude. Because he bought you a ticket. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Do you want to shout him out? I mean, maybe you don't use his full name, but. No, no, no. I'm going to use his uh, his Twitch and his league name. He gave me the okay message. Yeah, yeah. Shout it out. Going. Shout him out. Yeah, so I don't know how it's pronounced, but I'm just going to spell it. But yeah, SACDMB25. Hook me up with the ticket, dude. Big uh, pog champ to this man. 
SAC DMV 25, like SAC DMV 25? Yeah, D there might not D be a 25 on Twitch, but yeah. D DMV or DMB? Uh, like Delta, Marco, Bravo. So oh, like Dave DMB. Matthews Band. Sac Sacramento Dave Matthews Band, I've cracked the code. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, that's actually so cool. Uh, that's really, really awesome. Hey, congratulations, man, and, and shout out to uh, that individual for helping uh, Space Pope 20K make it to finals. I'm happy for you. Yeah, absolutely. You guys have a good night. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Thanks. Have a good one. Speaking of finals, Travis, are we uh, doing a Hotline League Live there? Well, I would have liked if we'd had this discussion offline first. But no, unfortunately, I don't think uh, we're able to make it work. Uh, there was some conversation about it, but I think we might be missing Hotline League for these finals. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, it's not cool. I'm bummed about it. but you know. Well, I mean, like, just, okay. I just didn't know. So. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. Sad, sad face. Good news, Sac DMB gets to go, uh, or Sac DMB gets to help Space Pope 20K go, but bad news, we won't, unfortunately aren't able to do a live hotline leak. But we will be there. People can say hi. Maybe I'll do a, a, hey, if anybody wants to hang out with me and Mark, maybe we'll take over a bar or something the night before. People can come by and say hi. Um, blah, blah, blah. A Nam Slam. Thank you for the tier one sub nine months in a row. Uh, very nice of you. Dr. Manhattan continues to be the only person on the bit leaderboard. You can be on the bit leaderboard if you become a cool. Jimmy the Kid, 1997, where are you calling from? Hello, I'm calling from Warren, Ohio. Warren, Ohio. I'm going to Google this. Is it W-A-R-R-E-N? <laughs> what a creep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm currently in Akron, home of uh, LeBron James, but I uh, am from Warren. Nice. Do you live in like a house the size of his? Uh, unfortunately, no. Okay. Everyone from Akron is not like LeBron James. <laughs> he says he lives near LeBron James, so I was thinking maybe he's in the same neighborhood. I think he said uh, he lives near where LeBron James is from. Yeah, yeah, like 50 minutes from where he's from. Okay. Well, I don't know. It's not, I don't, let's move on to the call. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, what, why don't you... <laughs> you shouldn't apologize. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, so I wanted to talk about why in EU and NA, uh, this split is setting up for a crazy good redemption story where both Fnatic and C9 win against Team Liquid and G2. Interesting. Okay. Uh, first off, agree that would be a fun redemption story, and it would be kind of cool if it happens in both regions. Uh, why don't you go ahead and explain your take? Okay. So I think the... I think the more, I guess, higher percentage chance one in my mind at least is actually Fnatic taking down G2. Um, I think since the meta has changed and the flex picks have kind of been taken out of the meta to a really high degree, and along with the performance of Nemesis getting a lot higher, um, I think that like over the split, I've noticed like a huge improvement in Fnatic. And, you know, G2 has seemed like almost unbeatable at times, but... I think it'll actually be good for them that that they get taken down in the finals, um, basically on the back of the fact that the meta has changed a lot. And I think when the troll picks kind of stop working, I don't know how much they're going to be able to go back to uh, almost normalcy. And then on the C9 front, or do you want to talk about that, or should I do the C9? Yeah, as you well? can do the C9 part. I just think C9 has so many like variables with the a lot of people coming off the bench, and. Uh, as a lot of people have said in the past, it's almost like they have like a playoff slash like world's time buff. And I think this is the strongest they've been 
I think in a in a while, like before the gauntlet, like it has almost seemed like in the past at the time of the gauntlet, they've just, you know, come out of nowhere and been on a whole nother level. But I think they're already strong now. So should they continue to improve um, with the with the subs? I think they have enough curveballs that they could uh, take down Team Liquid. So it's hard for me to comment too much on the Fnatic stuff because admittedly I, I haven't been with all the LPL stuff and I don't know, North America. I haven't been watching LEC or following as much. Honestly, I don't tend to watch the LEC broadcast in general, but I do try to keep up at least with like what's going on on the higher end. And that I don't know as well. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you've had a chance to keep an eye on uh, I've been watching casually. Uh, I mean, for me, there's a big difference between like watching actively where you're trying to figure out why certain plays worked and going back and rewatching things and watching the minimap and just kind of being like your brain off listening to the casters and just watching the on-screen action. That's kind of how I watch LEC, so I can't give like really detailed analysis. Um, but I think the G2 troll pick stuff is not that hard for them to kind of get out of that mode because I think that's kind of always the mode they're in, you know. And this is <laughs> this is troll in air quotes. Yes, the Garen feels like an outright troll, um, but the other part doesn't feel like it to me. Like they always are about playing weird stuff, and I think that actually gets better in a best of five series than a best of one uh, in the sense where like every time you play against someone in a best of one you're going to see that and then you might go against another opponent and they'll do something different and there's someone else and you don't really learn their priority list quite the way you will in a best of series versus them and when you have a, a, a draft strategy that's very much about doing different things frequently in a best of series the person can't quite like download your priority list as hard as they can um when you're much more focused on counter picks and specific matchups than you are just generally like we like Zaya Rakan a lot, you know. So I think um, there's often this idea that like the spontaneous creative team is better in best of ones and worse in best of fives. But if there's enough depth to it, it's actually I think stronger in best of fives. So I think G2 will be absolutely fine. I think it's the same thing that happened last split. I think they they tanked a couple games at the end of the split and bounced back just fine. And that's that's how I feel. So G2 I think is is definitely uh, the favorites for me still. I agree with everything Mark just said. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> On to the topic we actually want to talk about, the C9 one. Yeah. Uh, the C9 <coughs> one. So, Mark, I want to ask you, do you think, because I, I was traveling back this past weekend, um, and then, like, but do we actually think that C9 is back in form? Because... I know that they were a little shaky for a little bit, dropping games to like FlyQuest and Echo Fox and that kind of thing. But do we think that the C9 we saw this weekend looked at max power? Uh, yes. I feel like you know the tiebreaker game is more so what to expect out of C9 in playoffs than some of their bad games. Yeah, They're pretty um, much SmackDown CLG. Yeah. Yeah, they destroyed them. How much of that was oh. CLG? How much of that was Cloud9? It was mostly Cloud9 and mostly in draft. Um, mm -hmm. They basically had nothing they could do because they, I think they really fucked up when they took Azir Rakan as 1-2. That was like brain boom for me. I don't know what they were doing. So wait, uh, was it, you said mostly Cloud9 but mostly draft, but then you said that CLG was... Well, so I was saying it was the draft and then C9 hard punished them in the draft. And uh, then like the okay. game, the game kind of plays itself from there. C9 still played really well. They still had to execute on it and they executed flawlessly. But it was like one of those, 
if you play well, there's literally nothing CLG can do. They're like losing lanes everywhere. They get out pressured, uh, and then they got dove and killed right away and it was just like all right you guys fucked up the draft really hard clg but i do think like that is what to expect out of c9 um they have beaten team liquid in both times they've played them yeah i think they have the tools to do it it's just team liquid sets a really high bar to need to beat them three out of five times and i'm not sure they can do it i yeah i don't know I don't know. I mean, we're assuming that there's a C9 TL finals, right? I think that's a fair yeah. assumption, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with both C9 and Fnatic come up short. The super teams reign supreme. But I think the NA one is closer than the EU one, in my opinion. I agree. That sounds stop like a cop out. Just, stop just agreeing with me. No, no, I know, but it's <laughs> difficult. It's like. Uh, like uh, so, it is. It is tough because C9 did beat them both times, but I also just feel like TL in a best of five will storm the gates. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. I don't know. I think I also just I wonder what's going on with C9. They they've looked stable this past weekend, but are they going to continue to look stable? What's going on? I, don't I, don't, I think I, there's I more like questions you're... about C9 right now than there are about TL. I don't think so. I think. Do you think there's more questions about TL than there are about C9? No, I don't even think either team has any questions. You know who the best five really is for them? Uh, Blabber is a backup plan to come in and go nuts if they're ever losing and Sven's not getting any work done and having a bad series for some reason. Definitely for Sneaky. Who knows? I feel like it's because you're not using Niski. You're not using Golden Glue for Niski. You're not using Kumo. You're not using Diamond. So... Definitely, is your, you, you have to bring seven people. Is Licorice's problems solved? I assume if they're not bringing Kumo, he's feeling fine. Okay. Okay. Um, okay yeah, so maybe, so there's no, maybe there's no questions for C9. Yeah, maybe I feel like they were, they've were they been a top three team all split long, um, and they've dropped some funny games, but so has TL. So why vote out TL so easily? Or so why vote out C9 so easily? Because I think like uh, both teams are who we think they are, and Team Liquid's the best North American team. Okay. So like, can I rebuttal like real quick on yeah, that? Yeah, of course. Sure. So I think like last playoffs, it was, I I don't know. I feel like it's almost kind of forgotten that how close everything was. Like on a knife's edge, C9 could have swept TSM 3-0, and then you know had they performed the same way in the finals, which it's hearsay, so it's hard to say whether, you know, it's true or not. It could have easily been, you know, a TLC9 finals that's just as close as the, the TSM uh, TL finals. And, like, if we're assuming that C9's performing around the same level or maybe even a little better, this split having another, having more time with Niski, then I don't think it's at all hard to believe that they could um, take the series. I mean, I think that's fair. It's one of those dangerous transitive property arguments where it's like, well, this team was close yeah. against this team, and this team was close, so therefore, TL could have beaten SKT. And you're like, ah! <laughs> you know, like, you start getting that game going on, um, which is why I don't love it. I do agree. Spring was closer than people tend to give it credit for. If you remember, there was actually a rocks, paper, scissors thing where TL had beaten C9, or no, excuse me, C9 had beaten TL, who had beaten TSM, who had uh, beaten... No, wait, what was it? TL beat C9, yeah. who beat TSM, who beat TL. That's what it was. And yeah. then everything reversed, and C9 beat C9 lost to TSM, who then lost to TL. Um, 
this split doesn't feel like that to me, where there's like three really hot teams. I think there's two and a half. CLG has been pretty good all split long. C9 has been really good. Uh, I really like their solo lanes. And then uh, Svenskeren is probably the MVP. And their bot lane is still good. So I, I think it's like basically C9 and TL. I'm a little confused. You said Svenskeren is basically the MVP. Um, yep. But how can he be when Doublelift is? Well, how's Doublelift going to be when Core JJ is? Oh, good point. How can Core JJ be when Big Dokes is? <laughs> Smoking Big Dokes. Okay. Um, let's see. I think I think that probably wraps up the conversation. I was yep. downloading this, vid this image that uh, Mark sent me. Um, we'll need it in like two callers. Okay. Okay. Um, somebody else saw that there was a graphic on screen, and they they sent theirs ahead. I guess. Uh, no, that's Jimmy, mine. GVD, shout out to anything you want to say? Uh, I'm just going to say shout out to uh, my league squad, Young Young, uh, Shane, Hater, and Vishnu. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I love watching the show. And uh, thanks for you know making the week a little better. Yeah, thanks so much. Have a good one. You too. I make the week a little better. That makes me feel good. I want to make the week a little better. Okay. Zerolicious, thank you for the 500 bits. Linoleum Bonaparte, which continues to be one of my favorite Twitch names ever. Uh, resub for seven months. And then Bubba 9D. Thank you for the 10 months as well. Really appreciate uh, Joe, we're getting a bit of feedback from you. Oh. Uh, what about now? Well, I think it's only whenever we're talking, so you need but to have... It is better. Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. Uh, what? Welcome to the show, Lomax. Do you, you see his name as Joe? Oh, I see it as Joe five four seven. Just changed. It was long. Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy's shifty. Uh, Joe, that's really. I'm your... from. I'm from Wellington, New Zealand. Wellington, I'm New Zealand. About local. You've been on the show before, Big right? Place. No, I've never been on the show. I try so hard. Uh, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show. Always great to have a New Zealand uh, individual on. Uh, what Thank do you, you want to talk about on the show? I want to talk about how Dokla is still the worst top laner in the league by far. Maybe apart from Lula, since he's subbed in at the moment, or he was subbed in. And he's been way overhyped due to Aatrox being the most broken champion and no one banning it. I think once teams realize that he's a one-trick, like he was on Poppy, um, he'll become his true, his true self. And... Uh, even in the games such as against Golden Guardians, uh, he should have. I mean, like everyone will say that he carried that game, but like Crown was the one getting priority in mid and then roaming top, and he's legit getting level three ganks from Meteos. So I mean, if he couldn't carry that game, then I don't even know what to say. Mark, I'm gonna let you handle this call. I'm gonna grab some Sorry, water. my cat just jumped off his cat tree and psychopath. <laughs> Uh, I disagree. You okay. said outside Lorlo, and that makes it kind I of I thought difficult. that was going to be one of your I disagrees, but not say any follow-up. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to let Mark handle this, and you just reply with, I disagree. And then it's like, well, I'm sorry, that's uh, all we have the time for the call. Thanks so much. No, uh, I'm going to grab water. Mark, go. All right, so... It's it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I'm not. you're not really... I don't really disagree with you, but... I don't think he's as bad as people say. Uh, people talk about this guy like he shouldn't even be in the LCS. I think Dokla is good, and I think 
he has a very limited champion pool, which you're right about. Uh, but he had a, a good Akali game as well. Um, some people top have been playing that. Who needs to play a little bit? He had a really good Akali game. He's had good Aatrox games. Um, and he is not that bad. And that feels like that's what a lot of this call is going to be about. It's like He's not that bad. There was a period of time where he was that bad. I think like last split in last year, he was that bad. Uh, but he's been a lot better. If you look at a lot of his stats, he's, he's largely fine. Uh, he's not a massive detriment, but he is pretty feast or famine. Mm-hmm. Um, Lorlo, like you said, had an abysmal split. He didn't play that many games. Um, some other people throw out, like Fake God is around the same level as him. And I would say even Ruin is not that great. If you look at how often Ruin dies, I think he has the most deaths in the league. Yeah, he does. He has the most deaths in the league. A lot of them are in laning phase in pre-20 minutes. I think uh, most of the time when Rune dies, though, it's never like big game-breaking moments that really cost them. Um, but Dokla has fewer deaths, but I think more of them kind of matter in a big way, where like his back kind of gets broken sometimes, whereas I, I don't think Rune's ever been like absolutely blown out of the game. Like I can remember a couple times where Dokla this split. And so I think um, in that way... Dokla is still probably bottom three-ish if you're including Lorlo. So it's like something like Lorlo, Dokla, Fake God, and maybe Rune just barely above them or maybe in the same boat. It's hard to know with Rune because he CLG has done so much better since he's joined. But if you ask me how he looks like eyeball-wise or stats-wise, it's not that incredible. Um, so I don't know. I think Dokla is still in the bottom half of top laners in the league. But I don't think he is this clear-cut worst guy that he had been last year. Yeah, what I was more trying to get at is that, like, everyone's just really hyping him up right now. And I don't think it's him. I think it's the champion. I sort of agree, but I do think he actually plays Aatrox well. Which is a fair thing to say. I mean... But that, yeah. He, he's, a, he's a carry top player, uh, with a, and he's not that great at playing carry top. So, like, when things go bad for him, it looks so bad. Whereas, like, Rune does play a lot of carries, but he's also had, like, a fair amount of Kennen games, which is, like, a little bit more stable of a champion. Um, you know, more Renekton's, more Rumbles, these things that can kind of function. Even if they get shut down, they can at least be a frontline or an ultimate. Um, you know, you have Poppy and, and Aatrox as really the good champions for Dokla. He plays Jace and other things. So, like, I don't know. I, I agree with what you're saying, that like a lot of it, the reason he looks good is because he's really good at Aatrox, which is one of the strongest champions this entire split. Um, but if you're talking about... Well, I guess the question is, are you talking like performance or skill? Uh, performance. Right, so if you're talking performance, you can't knock a guy because he gets the second best, like the best top laner eight times. Right, He gets Aatrox eight times in the split and he plays them and does really well. You can't yeah. fault him for that. I agree... Yeah. If you're asking me how good is Dokla and all he can really play is Aatrox, like, fair enough. But, like, when he's on Aatrox, he actually does super well. Yeah. But I do think that a lot of that is because of Meteos and Crown being, like, such carry threats as well. For sure. I mean, he's definitely not the guy that, when teams are game playing, they're like, there's a reason he's gotten Aatrox eight times. Yeah. (laughs) I think he's gotten it more than anyone else in the league. And it's because people didn't respect him. But now they're going to have to in playoffs. And it's also absurd that Crown is able to get this team to playoffs. Like, absolutely ridiculous. You couldn't put anyone else in this team, and they make playoffs. 
Oh, maybe boy. I, think gotta, I think we got a crown crown call coming up. I don't know if he's okay, still yeah, in the room. Yeah. Well, here, say oh, your yeah. piece really quickly, and then we won't respond to it. So for the crown call, we can... I forget who was the crown call, so apologies to whoever is crown. I think it was Tom Shu. Joe, uh, what, uh, shit. what is your take on the crown thing, though? Uh, crown is by far the best mid laner in the league. And you couldn't put another player that plays mid lane on that team and get them to playoffs. I don't think Bjergsen could do it. Niski couldn't do it. I think oh. Jensen might be the only one that could do it. It was Blasian, not you, uh, but he's out of the room for some reason. So, perfect. He's not here anymore. Big disagree on Crown, dude. People fucking love Crown because he's mechanically so good in landing phase, but get the fuck out of here with this guy. Like, he's hard cost his team games, all right? He, he like, turbo-inted on Azir. He killed himself on Corky by Valking in a number of times. He didn't he's itemize properly one game. He's, he's killed himself a bunch on Zoe. He's had a bunch of terrible games. People just don't remember them. I don't know why people just black it, black it out. I think it's because he's Korean. They just, they just blacks out when it, when he does badly. He's the hottest Korean import. He's a great player. He's absolutely a top half of the league uh, mid laner. He's super good, and especially mechanically. My God, watching this guy in landing phase, you will learn more than probably watching anyone else in league. Um, and whether it's because of communication issues or whatever, this dude has been dumpstered in probably a third of his games. Which is not even close to someone like Niski or Jensen, or uh, some other people you could potentially throw in there. Like I think his, his rise game, he got absolutely destroyed by C9 in the side lane. He got destroyed as a Z a couple times. Like I said, that Zoe game was terrible. His Yasuo game was terrible. Like I love Crown, and it sounds like I hate him because I'm vehemently going against the idea that he's the best in the league. But I've heard this all split long, and this is my pop off moment where I'm like, God no. If you want to put Crown in your top three respects, you have a reason to. He did drag a pretty not-that-great optic across the finish line, and I'll, I'll definitely give you that point. But, like, he's also been terrible sometimes. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> fair enough to re reply. I uh, love it. All right. Uh, Joe, any shout-outs? Anything you want to say on the way out? Uh, Shout-out to the future. Hey. They know who they are. Oh, okay. I, th I thought you were just making a general shout-out to the future. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> which would be... That's such a, like a, a thoughtful, introspective, you know, shout-out to the future. We don't know what yeah, you're going to bring, to but that, like, we're excited to you. guys you. are the future. Shout-out to the future. It's all about the future. <laughs> right, see you later. Have a good one. See you, dude. Thanks for the call. Uh, two more callers left here. Oh, Avli just showed up. Is that Nick Allen in a tank top? He's not wearing a tank top. I don't think I've ever seen... Actually, have you ever worn a tank top? Have I ever seen okay. Yeah. He should, though. I started wearing tank tops recently, and I really love them. Fantastic. Actually, I wore a tank top on the plane back from China. People were like, hey. don't wear tank tops on the plane. Worked out great. Raz Grizz, welcome to the show. Uh, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Sterling, Virginia. Sterling, Virginia. Virginia. Mm -hmm. How's that spelled? S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G. Okay. So Someone like... told me that um, Steve is from this area, and if he is, then he should set up a viewing party near me. He should set up a what? A viewing party near me. Okay. Well, I will forget to tell him that. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? 
Um, I wanted to say that I don't sneak. I don't think Sneaky is that bad as an eighty carry. He's no, no, played no. He's a lot an of academy level player. Market, I agree completely. Do not even try to promote sneaky. Travis, on we we can't meme it. We need to we need to seriously address the criticisms that we don't know what the fuck we're talking. Okay, what do you okay. say? We're sorry. fucking idiots. Con I forget. Yeah. Continue. Whatever. Continue. Sorry, Razgris. All right. So I'm gonna preface this. I'm a CLG fan. So this isn't because I just love C9 or something, but he's played Sonoteric a lot this season. And he's been criticized for his play on it. He's getting further ahead than, or further behind than so many other players that are playing Sonoteric. But nobody is going to compare this to when Doublelift was like fucking inting when he was playing Vlad. But, you know, Sneaky plays Sona and he doesn't die, but he's like back like 50 CS. And, you know, we're, we're not going to talk about how Doublelift had a similar performance on a mage in the bot lane when Sneaky is having a. Granted, a lot better for performance than Doublelift did on Vlad. I feel like people meme Peter about his Vlad stuff all the time. Yeah, well, I don't see it on. I don't know. I like I people <laughs> okay, the, okay. Vla the Doublelift Vlad thing is like Vlad. a huge meme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, the the difference is people still think Doublelift is the best AD carry in North America when people are saying that Sneaky should get benched. I don't think that you can sum up the okay one. I don't think we said. I, I want to be clear here. We did not say he should be benched. That's what everyone thinks. Okay, we said. okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what the community. Maybe it's Travis and I are out of touch. If is is the community consensus that Sneaky sucks? I know people have been memeing his laning phase, but is is the community consensus that Sneaky is bad? Because that's I an just, important. Are we out of touch, or is or are people misrepresenting the situation? I think it's like a 50-50, but a, I've seen a lot of stuff on the C9 um, subreddit where they really do think that uh, they should put other people in instead of Sneaky, that he's not giving it his all, he's washed up. You know, he's been on C9, well, C9 starting for so long. Awful. Uh, okay, so based off Twitch chat's reaction to that question, some people are saying yes, a bunch are saying no, some people are saying sorta, he's doing worse, uh, it's his worst split, stuff like that. He's having an off split, whatever, so it's... Everyone's saying, you know, he's not playing that well compared to his own standard, which is exactly what I said when this whole sneaky drama blew up. Um, so I'm going to kind of encapsulate your point with the kind of points that he was making in his own defense. Um, when I saw his defense, I, I, I saw mostly two points. One, which is like people don't take into account matchups, which is, oh, Travis has a straw poll. Fantastic. <laughs> uh so we'll see how that populates but like that was one of the the, the main points i remember him, him talking about was like people don't understand matchups and he talked about sona and he talked about playing into pre-nerf yumi um and so i would like to tell sneaky that we do at least us people who analyze professionally we actually do understand matchups and we do take those into account um and so there's two things about that one Sneaky knows matchups better than me. I'm not going to say I know exactly how the matchups play as well as he does. Absolutely not the case. Uh, but we do take them into account. And you can do analysis in a way such that even if I don't understand the matchups, I can still analyze your play in those matchups. Because guess what? You're not the only person who played into pre-nerf Yumi. You're not the only person playing Sona. He's only played three games of Sona. Sven has played more games of Sona. Doublelift has played the same amount of games of Sona. I'm pretty sure multiple people in the league have played three games of Sona, including Stixay now, potentially. He might be at two. But there's a number of people who, who play that. So, like, the idea that, you know, this this is a matchup problem is a little disingenuous. 
because just, there's other people who are playing these matchups, right? I, so you can't just say, yeah. oh, it's only Sona. I just want to shout out Alienware.com slash Travis so that whenever this video, Mark Z responds to Sneaky's comments about his statement, because <laughs> we're getting some uh, ad revenue off of that or some you know, impressions. Thank Here, you. Here's, here's what Sneaky can claim about his matchups. He doesn't play as many lane-dominant matchups. So that's that's where I'll give him give him his point, which he didn't actually even say himself, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but he doesn't play as many lane-dominant ones. So he hasn't played Lucian. His first Caitlyn game was in the tiebreaker. He's played some Varus, but that's it, which isn't like even super lane-dominant. Um, whereas other people are playing more Caitlyn, like a 6A, like a, like a double lift. Um, and there's some Lucians, like... I think Sven had more Lucian games. And so, like... It is totally fair to say, based off my matchups, I actually shouldn't have that many great laning stats. And that's totally fair. But some of the Sona points and the Yumi points, it's like other people have played into Yumi more often than you have. Um, so, like, you know, that, that doesn't really hold any water. Uh, Travis, I don't know if you want to pull the graphic up. Oh, is the gra oh this is the, the graphic? This is the graphic, yeah. So this is week eight stats. I didn't have time to pull them prior to this week. Uh, and I have Sneaky highlighted there. He also made a point about trading kills in lane when he dies uh, because it happened twice. Once in against Doublelift in TL and once against TSM in a bad dive, they traded kills back. Um, but uh, that's not... That's once again like a little shallow. You can see he's... Third in deaths at 15. Doublelift has 12. Sven has 11. And then he is he's third and ninth, um, which is like it's fine. But the idea that he trades back is pretty wrong. He's actually lowest in kills. Um, he's only got two of them. So if the kills are getting traded back in his mind, it's usually onto other people. Unless it was those two specific examples. I went back and looked. There's not really that many times they're getting solo killed in lane and traded back on. So like the whole point's kind of moot. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, he also talks, people talk about how Sneaky doesn't get resources. He gets fine resources in terms of in-game resources, maybe not in draft, because I do think they shaft him in terms of matchups a little bit. Like I was saying, he doesn't get lane-dominant ones. But you can see he gets 13% of his jungle proximity. There's plenty of people lower than him. Stixay gets less time. Arrow gets less time. Um, Doublelift gets roughly the same amount of time. This is all week eight, so I think the numbers changed a fair amount in the last week. But this was also still a week and a half after the whole conversation started because I, I couldn't go back and get week six stats or week seven stats which is when it happened um so you know you can go and and look and see that he actually gets fine resources for the most part you know he gets jungle proximity uh but if, if you look at the output he has the lowest goal differential he's one of the lowest in xp differential he has an extremely low forward percentage um you know he has low kills he has high deaths um you know, he has low kill participation at 15 because the team is clearly a solo lane-focused team. Um, so it's it's one of those things where I have a hard time statistically buying any sort of argument that, that Sneaky was posing in that video that, that contradicted me. I, I don't know what his points really were other than we play tough matchups and we sometimes trade kills back. Um, so... That's my response to the sneaky stuff. I still think he's good, by the way. Before we, we put a me hating sneaky know, that, headline. The clip ended right after at, at <laughs> you said that's my response to the sneaky stuff. Right. So, like, they always say, oh, you don't watch the game. I watch the game. He, he, he gets picked off sometimes, but he's not Sven. He's not dying in crazy places. He plays team fights super well still. I would still put him in the top half of the league for sure. 
Um, really? Probably, yeah, for sure. Uh, what about uh, Big, Stick Say, Double Lift, um, and Bang? Is he better than any of those? Maybe uh, Big, right? Or not Big, well, Arrow. Arrow. I put him over uh, Arrow, and who was the other one you said? There's one more. Uh, uh, I said... I, w I would put him over Bang, too. Hmm. All right. I mean, I'm not... I think he's a very good mid laner. I just think that, or AD carry, I just think AD carry is really stacked, and I don't know, people hold I, on I to agree. the pass too much uh, when sure. it comes I to players' performance. Jungle and bot lane are the two, or AD carry are the two hardest positions right now for the voting for all pro. Um, I think, you know, in bot lane, you have Cody, Double Lift, uh, Stixay, Sneaky, Sven, Bang, you know, even Arrow's been okay, right? Like, you have a number of good guys. Same as um, Jungle, you have. Wiggly, Medios, Fenskaren, Smithy. I think that's actually it. Just four, but it's still tough. Um, yeah, people people tunnel on laning stats too much. So I went through and demonstrated like the laning stats are terrible, right? Yeah. But I said he doesn't play dominant matchups, and then out of laning phase, he's quite good. Yeah. So I I don't have a huge problem with Sneaky. All I've said was he's having his one of his worst seasons by his own standard, which I would defend to the grave. <laughs> As yeah. I once again did here, but I, I I'm I'm with you. I think if people think he's a bottom half of the league eighty carry, they're wrong, and that's always what I've said. Yeah. What do you think about his performance on Sona compared to uh, people other eighty carries that play Sona? I didn't think it was particularly good, um, but people. It also depends what you're playing with the Sona, because uh, TK Sona plays pretty differently than um, Sona Terek. Brain farts. Uh, yeah, Sona Terek, right? So like. I think they played a fair amount of Sonateric. Yeah, all three of his games were Sonateric. And so if you're looking at the Sona in isolation, it's going to look a lot worse than if you're pairing it with the TK. But if you play it with the TK, which a lot of these other people have, your stats are usually better. Yeah. So I think they played it with, T uh, with, with uh, Taric every time. So that's part of the reason. Yeah. I, uh, I I'm don't with know. you, dude. I think it's overrated yeah, I or overblown. Yeah, I definitely, camp. I feel like people just watch one matchup. They watch like the one most important game and then they tunnel their entire perception of that player based on that one game. People I mean, want to... Yeah, people are very reactionary. It's just like, yeah. what was the last thing you did for me type thing. And I, yeah. the last thing he did was crush CLG's bot lane. So now Sneaky yeah. is top three marksman <laughs> in the league for sure. Yeah. I, uh, I just want to say, because Mark had sort of his rant on all that stuff. Hmm? Sneaky, if you're watching this part on your stream, first off, shout out to twitch.tv slash Travis Everyone should come follow. Secondly, <laughs> I I was not like, I, there was this perception that I was saying Sneaky should go play an academy. I think generally speaking, what we were discussing was, is there a world where if Sneaky is having one of his worst seasons, is it because he is tired of competing or maybe doesn't have the drive that he has? I even referenced an interview that I did with him where he claimed that he wanted to keep competing. And then that was when it was like, okay, well, is there a world where if he is not as interested in competing as hard as he, as he has in the past, or, you know, then maybe Academy would I be mean, a good place given that cloud nine has a very big developmental like thing there i mean the, the whole reason we were talking about anything regarding that though was because it was a deftly call it was a call about do we see deftly starting over sneaky anytime in the future and the answer was basically no <laughs> unless c9 removes sneaky was was what we said 
so it wasn't it wasn't even about that it was a it was it was a call about deftly that started the whole thing yes so please please for the if people clip this stuff and send it to them and all please just make sure that the full part is in it because, you can't like, clip you can't clip a, a five minute clip i know Travis. but like send multiple clips okay no one send anything to them first off don't we send anything but if something does get sent it would be great if people have the full context specifically sneaky I don't. I like sneaky, and I uh, I feel misrepresented in the last conversation. And you know, he said academy interviewer. I I don't know if that's fair. <laughs> that was that was a, oh my god of the things to get upset about. That was funny. I mean, it was funny, but the the, the I actually laughed out loud at that part, and I also laughed out loud at the we're fucking idiots part. That was actually <laughs> he's funny. I'll get. It was pretty funny. The parts I did like was the was the uh, the points, I guess, the disagreement. Mm. Yo, you guys do suck, though. It's true. <sighs> All right, whatever. Uh, well, let's move on to our final call. Uh, Raspberry, thank I, you so much for calling. Wait, in. I what? haven't. I have an Alienware shill. Okay. All right, so I uh, I work at Geek Squad. Um, this is a little bit of a dox, but. Uh, I have seen hundreds and hundreds of computers come through my front counter waiting to get fixed, and I have seen exactly one Alienware come through even though I live in the richest part of the country. You would think that people with all their money would buy Alienware, and they do. They buy tons of Alienware, I watch it walk out of the door. But I've only seen one Alienware come to GeekSwad, and it was because some kid left it in the car for four months. Just drove around with it. It had cosmetic damage, but we checked it, and it was completely fine. I've never seen more rugged computers than alienware they're definitely like top quality i'm gonna i have to chill for this because i can't make this up if i told you what company also comes through uh the most at geek squad it would sound like i hate your former sponsors okay gotcha thank you so much for that if somebody could clip that that would be great i love it if somebody could clip that for me right now so that i could send that over Alien Mark. Anyway, thank you so much, Raz Chris, uh, for the call, and thank you for the shout-out. That's really nice of you. No problem. Have a good one. See ya. Alright, our final... our final call coming up here in just a little bit. Um, that's funny. I really enjoyed that. Tom Shu is here. Tom, where are you calling from? Uh, hey, guys. How you doing? Long time no see. Yeah, it's been a bit. Uh, where are you calling yeah. from? Uh, calling from temporarily DC. Yeah, you know, been working, making those Trump dollars. It's been okay. pretty good. Well, I don't know how to feel about that. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, before I get to my main topic, like I do have to ask, like, where are you guys getting those? Where are you guys getting those stats from? Like, you guys always seem to talk about how we constantly focus on like laning stats. It's really because we don't really have any more yeah. context based on what we get from, you know, like the LOE Esports stats site. And even if I go to like oraclezelixir.com and they, they barely have the very many advanced stats besides that. Like, honestly, yeah. this is stuff that you can put on like LCS ProView. Like, this is stuff that I would pay money for because it's I... so much easier to put context to a lot of this stuff that we can't really have insight of because we just don't have access. I'm with you, dude. Uh, so there's an internal stat dump, for lack of a better term, uh, that th there's a team of people who work on. They're the best people in the world. Is that Optimus Tom team. and the boys? Optimus Tom, Chloe, 
I think they're the main two for the NA division. Um, but yes, we have internal stats that we can use, and that was what that screenshot was. Um, they're more accurate than the stats sites from other places for the most part. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I'm using Games of Legend and Oracle's Elixirs as well. And I mean, realistically, uh, early game stats are the, are the most relevant stats. After that, stats become a lot more difficult to use effectively. Um, so I, I shouldn't have said people are focused on lane-focused stats. That's not quite fair. It's just like that's the only good stats you, you guys can find. Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. It's the only like standardized part of the game. So Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, so I'm I, like, I wish that these stats were public for everyone. Like, it doesn't make my job easier that people can't look these up themselves. It makes my job harder, actually, because people need to accept what I have at face value. When I say something like, sneaky or uh, Meteos actually has the lowest jungle proximity in the league. Like, no one could know that but me and the people who work at Riot. Exactly. Like, I see, I hear, I see, I, think, I thought I saw Ovely in the chat. I thought I saw Nick Allen in the chat. Like, if you're watching, like, can you go hit up the stats team and tell them to put this stuff on ProView? Because I'm sure it's, plenty of people would pay money. It's not, it's not the stats teams. It's like you need to develop a whole branch of a website to do it. And then you need someone who's, who's like a data admin to make sure it's... It's a Google spreadsheet. No, come on, guys. It's, it's front-end web dev. It's not that hard. I don't know web dev, so maybe it's not that hard. But either way... It's not the stats team who'll be handling that either way. Never, never diss the stats team. They are the greatest people ever. Oh yeah, You'll I know. They just need the. They just need to share their greatness with the rest of us. I agree. I, I would love. What's it. the topic? Okay, so I don't know if you've heard of this team called Echo Fox, right? Kind of had a rust split, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they could have this other team that under under Echo Fox called Echo Fox Academy, right? And then they've also had this sort of this mid laner back down in Academy that's been absolutely smurfing pretty much the entire Academy season. Yeah, this is the last 10 minutes I'm going to be sitting here shilling for Yasui and how this oh, entire year four, has four been minutes. a freaking miscarriage of justice for this man. Like, he has been going through Academy, like, almost single-handedly carrying this team playing with frickin' Panda, like, which is literally Diamond 5 jungler coming into solo queue. Man, I love the guy. I'm sure he's a great person in perf a great person, a great person in public, but he's just been freaking terrible. Like, I don't know if you guys saw that Echo Fox Academy versus 100 Thieves Academy, like, quarterfinals playoffs. And maybe Mark did. Academy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know. I don't have a life. But the... <laughs> But I saw freaking Panda die 36 times over five games. I saw Lorlo die several times over five games. And yet, Isui managed to carry this, carry this game, this series, to five games against the Someday and Anda show. And that just actually makes my brain hurt how this man does not have a starting job in the Academy, like a starting job in LCS. Because he's got, he got four games at the beginning of the season against four of the most difficult teams in the LCS, and he went one and three, and they prompt him, promptly benched him for Phoenix. Like, and again, I love Phoenix. I think he's a great player, but how this man does not get any opportunities is absolutely just blows my mind. I just really want to see like guys like him or Golden Glue or Blazeologist, please give them a freaking chance, because it is actually ridiculous. 
Like I literally got, I, I literally got up at twelve in the morning to come talk about this topic. I was lying in bed and I typed my hot topic in chat, just like so I should be able to do this. What is Nisky saying about thirty-six deaths in five games? Yeah, it, that was the series. Thirty-six deaths in five games. It was so freaking hard to watch. Jeez. <laughs> and that still, and that still went to five games. I do recommend you take a look at that series and how 1v9 it almost was. Well, him and Lost, it was like 2v8. It was, um, it was actually crazy. So I don't, I don't know either. Like, I was, I was really confused with what Echo Fox was doing um, with that substitution where they put in their young guys versus the hard people and then swapped out back to their roster that made playoffs last split. But that yeah, just yeah, sounds like some crazy internal stuff. Yeah, I sort of get in the strategic context that you kind of need wins now. And it's like, okay, I guess Phoenix, like, Yasui's like the developmental guy, so we really need Phoenix to come in here and try and, like, 1v9 for a couple games. And this is before Solo. We realized Solo was good. Who'd have thunk it? I think the other thing is, once things went, you know, very far south, and it was like, we don't really have a shot, I feel like putting Yasui in the LCS would just hurt him. I don't think... Like, I feel bad for Lorlo and Mike Young. Like, Mike Young was doing pretty well in Academy on TLA. And then he looks like the worst player in history on Echo Fox, right? But Yasui's been around for a lot longer, right? Like, shouldn't he be ready? Like, he took a long break to, you know, go back to school for a couple years. It's not about being ready. It's just that there's literally no value to starting him in the LCS, is my Mm. point. Like, you're just going to put him out there to get murdered. Which would guarantee happen. With yeah, how Echo Fox looked, and how Lorlo looked, and how Mike Young looked, and, and how everyone looked on that team. So, like, I'm totally fine with him not coming back into the LCS. I just don't know why, if you were going to start him, you did it against the hard people and then benched him. So, like, that part to me is still confusing. But after that, I'm like, why bring him back to a losing team just to get slammed, you know? Hey, honestly, it's better have that experience against, like, LCS level mids. You can make those mistakes now, because honestly, there's no expectations. So like, I don't know. You get, get slammed, it's like whatever. Yeah, but that's not how fans and people talk about. It. That's not how. That's not how people psychologically work. Like, if you go into the LCS and fucking feed your brains out, like, you might be like, like ah, who cares? I'm getting valuable experience. But in reality, you're going to be pretty sad about it. So, uh, big dokes, by the way. What about big dokes? He fed his ass off, and now all of a sudden he's good. What happened there? His team started being better too. Yeah. Yeah, of course he did. But now he started getting better. But let's yeah, but yeah, I, I get your point. Uh you were saying? No, that's what I was saying. I don't know okay. why you'd want to start him on a dumpster squad anyways, just let him keep cooking in Academy. Yeah, but honestly I think he really deserves that shot coming up next year. And we can quickly transition this into a quick Mike Young defense. And that honestly, this guy I honestly feel bad for him coming on a dumpster team and being expected to come in here and, like, save Echo Fox when he's not even better than Rush is honestly it's honestly terrible. I feel, I feel terrible for the guy that he was so bad for the first couple weeks, and now that's the first thing that imprints on everyone's minds. Yeah, I feel bad for him, too. I don't think he's... I mean, I've said this a couple times. This episode, I don't think he's that bad. Uh, it's just, like, you know, he went from one of the key parts to a playoff bound academy team to looking like the worst player in history yeah <laughs> so uh, like he, said, he said he said he sent a tweet saying about it was like anxiety or something like that 
I mean, I believe it. You, that's why I was saying I wouldn't want Yusui in there is because you just get slammed. And even though you know your team has no hope or whatever, it just it doesn't feel good. You're still human. You still read the post-game threads, you know? Yeah, that's true. Can we Can we at least... Do you think we'll at least get one of the big three NA mids on a team next year in Academy? I don't know what their contracts look like. That feels more like a contract question, and I don't know what's happening, you know, with Echo Fox necessarily. So, I uh, hope yeah, at least maybe. two of them get in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like a man can dream. When Bjergsen goes back to Europe. Uh, no, uh, just kidding. Tom, thank, so, thank you so much for your call. Uh, anything you want to say at the end here? Uh, not much. It's been good listening to the show. Sorry, I've been on a, a couple a couple months. Been trying to work, make some cash. Um, shout out to, I don't know, just shout out to, you know, you know, the usual stuff. Just the future. remember to develop, yeah, to the future. Yeah, Thanks develop so your NA talent. One like it goes one any mid later. All right, see you later. Have a good one. So, Mark, we didn't talk about, we talked about jungle and ADC. What other, who do you else, what other uh, roles do we want to talk about in we terms of We talked about attention? MVP a little bit. Uh, I thought I had a caller for coach of the league or coach of the split, but I think he died. Is it Weldon? I don't think so. Is that because I you don't it's... want it to be Weldon, or because it's no, not? No, because I think I just I think like why would it not be C nine? They they won with like a billion different rosters. They run with Flabber. They won with Kumo. They won with Deftly. You know, like. They're the second place team. I feel like I'm I'm probably biased against Kane. I should probably give Kane more credit because I do think he's a good coach. But I it's one of those things where I'm like, man, they have so much skill on that roster, you know. Yeah, it's hard for me to give it to Kane when you basically have like the the. It's like I would give TL the front office award for you know getting so much talent under there. But I don't know if I give it to the coach, even though Are you I think C9 Kane... doesn't have very much talent. Yeah, I mean they win with Niski. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking yikes. I just teed that one up for you. Um... Yeah, I know. Talk about jungle proximity. Ooh, that guy's camped for. Oh boy, Sven needs to save him. That's why. That's the real reason Sven's MVP. It's because he's got to play with Niski. <laughs> he just was a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh... I, I think I think C9 is extremely talented as well. I just think they have one with like swapping enough parts around and stuff that it, it's impressive to me, and I appreciate what they're doing with their young talent and stuff. That that I I, I lean towards that a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, but I I can respect if people say say you know CLG they swapped out one piece and went from a seventh place team to a first or excuse me a third place team. What do you think about? That's a good point. By knitting says uh, it's, it's it can be hard to coach players as successful with egos as double if Jensen impact and stuff. That takes a skill too. I agree. But that's uh, I mean, rarely does anybody ever get points in the coach of the year thing for coaching ego players. Yeah, it's like you have the most star-studded roster NA has probably ever seen. You know, it's it's like just kind of doomed to not get it. But I, I agree with that point. But I think those guys, while I'm sure a bunch of them have egos, a lot of them are super driven to win too. 
uh, I don't think it's unlike sneaky. Quite like, that's what you're getting at, right, Mark? No, no, <laughs> I don't think it's quite like if you had a team full of like, if you took like the worst supposed players ever, and you have like Dardock and Forgiven, and I don't even know, like all these people who have in the past had had egos, and and sure. you you yeah, conquered yeah, exactly. all of them or something. If yeah, you build like, like the Hooney, Dardock, Forgiven, and like, yeah, be, that's the crazy yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I think Zab's been pretty good too, or for MVP, optics. MVP contenders. Sven or someone from TL. I think unfortunate. So this is the problem I had with CLG. So I saw a bunch of people putting CLG, or I think a bunch of people are going to put CLG people down, and I can understand that because you kind of like having like one rep from each team because right. it's hard to have two reps from a single team. But the problem I had is I didn't have a single CLG player in my first team ballot. And I can't imagine giving a MVP award to someone who I don't even think is best in role. Yeah. I mean, that's the part of the problem, too, is I don't feel like there's any... Like, you kind of want the MVP to feel like an all-star, right? And I don't know if any of the CLG guys are... Or you're just like... Right, like... I think Bio will get some votes, and and I totally understand that, because I think Biofrost is the most valuable member of CLG, the third-place team. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't know. I feel like Niski tries to downplay how good Sven is, so people think Niski is better. Is I that, think it's one of those. That, that's, he, he shows up in Hotline League, he's like, okay. He just permanently shit-talks Sven. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's like negging, right? Like he wants Sven to do his bidding in game, uh, so he just like tries to bully Sven so, and to, to always I mean, trying he- to make him happy. The thing is, he needs to he needs to hype up Blabber then. Like, oh man, Blabber plays to my lane so well yeah, compared yeah. to Sven. Blabber does all this, so that way Sven wants to play to his lane even more. Right. That's a good point. Um. All right. And then you think so? You you think top, mid, and support are all pretty clear cut. I think so. I think support might be a little contentious for some people, what, but. Georgia J- um, bio and so that's where people I think stutter a little bit because yeah. Zazel they're like oh I don't know about Zazel I mean he um, had really good and really bad right I feel like he's been mostly good I still think he's kind of like sneaky to me where I don't I I feel like I see him make mistakes in lane in terms of like trading and, and some of the decisions that they make but I also think he's really good about engaging on ch- certain champions and stuff Yeah. Uh, but the thing that is better for Zazel than for Sneaky's bid at, at like a third team is I don't think there's a great fourth support right behind him. Right? Like who's the guy who's taking Zazel's spot? Yeah. I feel like that's how it is with a lot of the, like it's weird in that I kind of feel as though there are not that many Vulcan? great players. <laughs> this this split like and looking at the ballot i'm kind of i frequently i'm like who else should i add to this lineup uh i think vulcan's been been good i think vulcan's really good but i think he also makes some some pretty big mistakes when i was looking up uh zazel's uh stuff it was better than i had remembered actually so i think uh i had fallen trapped to like how i felt about some of his laning phase stuff yeah. Whereas Vulcan is super aggressive. Like Vulcan's always trying to like pick a fight. It feels like in the bot lane. 
Do you have any clutch players going anywhere? What? Or do you think... Sorry, I shouldn't ask you because I know it's supposed to be secret. Do you think that there's an Hello? argument to be made for any clutch players? Mark? Mark? Hello? Mark? Hello? Hi. Hello. Am I good now? Yes. I'm happy that now you have the lag spikes rather than me. Because when I what have the, the lag spikes, the stream goes dead. Fuck, dude. You're having exactly the same type of thing I had before, and now I'm turn not having it, it but you're having it. happily transferred over to you. I'm seeing if it's related to my, my TV. Tell me if I die again. Am I going to die again? Okay, I can still... You're moving. Everything seems okay. Okay, we're, we're launching Amazon Prime to watch The Boys, I think. I've heard a lot of people talking about that show. I have too. That's why I'm going to give it a chance. St. Vicious was telling me about, about that. What is this Reginald tweet, this game? Wait, there's a Reginald tweet? Oh, Azale had his thing. Power of Evil replied, crazy. Steve replied, I think the word you're looking for yeah. is stupid. And then Andy said, pretty stupid to sell TL in 2014. Uh. Was it 2014? It wasn't I don't 2014. Think so. No, it would have been 2015. At the or earliest. even later, because they, they merged in 2015. Yeah. With Curse. At the earliest, it would have been... Uh, like, I think the axiomatic stuff happened in 2016. Yeah. Uh, I'm confused by that. Maybe there was another... Maybe they sold some of the company in 2014 to raise? I, I don't know. That's no, because Steve, Steve and Victor, when they merged, they were like 50-50 owners or something. Yeah. Oh, hey, so I was going to ask, uh, do you think there's an argument to be made for any clutch players? Mark, did we lose you again? Oh, I'm dropping the frames now. Oh, I can hear you. Can you not hear me? No, I, I couldn't hear you. I dropped frames. That was the first lag spike of the whole show. I, c I could hear you. Yeah, well, we made it to the very end. Do you think right, there's an argument? Actually, every time I yes, ask this question, I said yes. we get censored. I said yes. I said yes. Okay. I heard the question. I said yes. I think you can look at Huni, Vulcan, and Cody. Oh, yeah, Cody. I forgot about that. Cody will probably be somebody that I will... I can't say... Cody, Cody actually up. had a really good split. Yeah. He ended up being the most camp four bot laner, which is surprising in the highest jungle proximity. But uh, he actually put up really big numbers while that was true, so kind of hard to All hit right, him well, with that. That's the show, everyone. Thanks so much for watching. It's good to be back. Uh, thank you to Mark, as always, for co-hosting this with me. Uh, I think there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Next week, we'll have the all team to talk about and also this week's uh, playoff results. So lots of stuff going on. You think, is there a chance Clutch loses to, or Clutch beats TSM? Uh, I think there's a chance. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So here's the thing about Clutch. Oh, we didn't talk about any playoff predictions. What yeah. the hell are the callers this is why doing? I, I wanted to ask. Callers? What the fuck, dude? Um... So Clutch is zero and eight against top four teams. They are one and one versus Optic, the other playoff team, and then they are nine and one against non-playoff teams or something like, that. or nine and one against, and that's including Optic, I think. Mm. 
Um, so they're like eight and zero against the others. Wow. Am I lagging again? No. You're not lagging. I'm lagging again. Oh, I can hear you. Just keep talking. No. We heard Why everything I... you said about Clutch, so it makes me okay. think that Clutch is not going to beat TSM. No, I don't think they will. But the question is, has TSM with the roster moves become so bad they are now optic level? And if they're optic level, Clutch has a chance, right? Yeah. Because they're one and one versus optic. So if TSM has dropped out of a clear-cut top fourth with this, then potentially. Here's a question for you. What is more likely? Clutch beats TSM or optic beats CLG? I think it's so that, <laughs> we've been talking. I was at Riot a lot today for meetings and stuff, and this was a lot of what people were talking about. I think Optic versus CLG feels a little bit closer to me, but only because I can actually expect to know what happens. I don't think I could possibly be surprised about the clutch matchup. Like it could be a three-zero for TSM, and I'd be like, "Oh, that makes sense. They were actually still fine." Or Clutch could 3-0 them, and I'd be like, "Oh, that makes sense. TSM was actually boomed. How could you not tell looking at their at their roster moves?" Like. Is that is that close? The fact that it's literally everything is possible in this in the TSM matchup. Yeah, I think the it, only thing that's weird is I have much higher expectations of CLG making worlds than TSM. Yes. So, so it's that's weird why I, to then say higher chance CLG goes out and or and quarters than TSM. Yeah, I think it's it's the the reason it's hard to say which one's closer is because I have no I think CLG is a pretty large favorite versus optic yeah. but i also have no clue if tsm should cl crush yeah. clutch I, I just don't know yeah all right well whatever i want to go and watch the, the boys uh, thanks everyone for watching uh stay tuned for cool content on my channel and i love you all goodbye